Greetings, ladies and gentle devils. I am your host, the amazing black man. I am joined by these fine devils here. Let's start with uh, Mr. Harold. Introduce yourself. I've, I'm a sir now. Hello. My name is Harold Finch. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay, uh, Devil Hunter James. Speak up. Hi. All right. Uh, Jinx. Thanks, Asamurai. Nice to be here. Uh, Bio Devil Doom. Hi, I'm absolutely exhausted, so I'm going to try to keep my answers short. That today. shit's too long already. Shut up. Fuck off. All right, and the guest of honor, Renegade. So, um, if you could talk later. Uh, I can, and I love rubbing blue orbs on my nipples. So let's get this started. <laughs> Man, hey, you ain't you sound gold? normal to me. Why not gold orbs? <laughs> I, I'm Please, sick. I'm, I'm sick, so I'm gonna be in limited capacity. But how's it going, everyone? Pretty good. All right. All right. So, who wants to read off number one? I could read off number one if you'd like. Be my guess. Okay, how were you introduced to Devil May Cry? Also, how many years of experience do you have with the series? Um, I was actually introduced to this series at a very young age. It pretty much when the series was like first a thing back on PS2, back in the PS1 days. So I got introduced to it around the same time that Onimusha got uh, released. Um, I have about 17 years worth of experience with the series, so it's, it's, it's a lot of time and I absolutely adore this series. All right. Um, we'll go next on the question. I'll go next. Go right ahead. Oh God. I was introduced to Devil May Cry, I think back in like 2007, 2008, when the Devil May Cry 4 original demo on the Xbox 360 was out. That's how I got started. I'd say it's been about a decade now. I've been playing Devil May Cry on and off. Oh, you wanted to run it once I actually played the demo. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very long time ago now, but it's my first actual substantial memory of Devil May Cry. That's um, good. That's good. I'll go real quick. I think my first memory of DMC was when they showed off the DMC display in Game Informer. And the first thing they said was, hey, this game is already cool because you can knock an enemy in the air with a sword and shoot him while he's falling down. And I think that one line got me to buy the game when it came out in 2001. And from then on, I was a fan ever since. I really loved the uh, entire series from there. All right. All right. What's going next? I guess I'll go. Uh, I got introduced actually from a Game Informer magazine for DMC4 in 2007. It had Dante and Nero on it. And purely based on the character designs, I decided to try the series on the 360. And I loved it so damn much, I went back and played the others, and I became a fanatic. All right, I guess it's my turn. This is kind of lengthy, so I'll try to keep this short. But basically, uh, uh, around 2008 or 2009, pretty sure 2009, that my mom, um, a friend of my mom's came by and he brought a big ass case of games and um, won a few games with Democrat 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 4, but I didn't have it for 6, so I couldn't play 4. So uh, I've sat around playing the first three games and I didn't get in sleep that night. 
So, like, maybe a couple of months later, I went to GameStop with my, uh, I think, grandmother. I I almost picked up Onimusha Down Dreams, so, but I went with the fifth anniversary collection of For Demo Cry. And since then, uh, I, I just became a fan. Oh, you dodged the bullet. You, you made a good decision, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Man, you missed out on Dom's game. You missed yeah. out on a, look, you missed out on a shit Ono Onimusha game. Uh, either mm-hmm. or, though, I would have be introducing to two different series at the same time, oddly enough. Onomusha. <laughs> that's, that's, that's oh no. Oh no. Yeah, but yeah, since then I've been a fan and I eventually got my own copy of Democrat 4 like in 2011 and I had like four copies extra after that. But yeah, I have at least about a good 10 years of experience. Hmm. I think me and Ren have like the most experience, but I don't know, maybe Jinx also. Um, my first memories is just simply coming home from school. Next thing I see is a PS2 on the floor and two games being Double May Cry 1 and Resident Evil Outbreak File 1. And from there, I haven't... That's being the only game I've played, but I've seen walkthroughs, and that's about as much experience as I have regarding the series. All right, all right. I think we got everybody, so um, let's go ahead and move on to question number two. I'll, I'll read that one off. What are some of your favorite slash best memories of your first playthrough in the DMC games? Oh, the DMC games you started with. It could be either one. I uh, can go first since it's a quick one. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> that very day I started playing it, I got through the first dungeon, made my way to the first boss, died, um, turned it off, and never played again. <laughs> I never beat the game once. I mean, this is still a favorite memory, just not a fun one. <laughs> All right. Who's going next? Uh, I can go. Or you can go next. That's fine. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, um, it's, it's cool. Uh, my first memory, I think, is because I, I originally, when I played the demo DMC4, I went and played DMC3. And uh, I hadn't died up until, like, Virgil 2. And <laughs> that, that, that's an odd one for me. I usually inbound these types of games, but uh, I got up to Virgil 2, and he was, like, towards the last of his health. He, doesn't he, like, DT around then? Like, around, like, his last quarter? Yes, um, he, Virgil he, 2 has less than half, right? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, when he DT'd, I just about shit my pants because he, like, he just started, he bodied me right then and there. And then, of course, on your first death in, in DMC3, it's easy mode is now selectable. And that's, that's the one memory that will always stick out to me. It's like the game was rubbing salt in the wind. So I could go next then. Um, what? I'm sorry? No, I said go right ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, so I, for me, you know, because I started the series way back when it started, like, my favorite memory was being able to, like, uh, get Alistair and then uh, afterward go ahead and, like, fight uh, Phantom for the first time in one. Because uh, it was just so cool. Like, yeah, I'd never seen anything like that in a game before, you know, like, a guy with, like, a, you know, red jacket, white hair gets stabbed in, in the chest with a lightning sword. He has it go all the way through his chest, and then he just starts using it like there's nothing fucking to it. For me, at least, I think it 
it's just one of those things where it will always stick as like one of my one of my favorite memories there's a whole lot but i don't want to like go on forever but i would say that one would be one of my favorites uh i i would say same thing though but it's literally toss between Dante jump off the tower into and Dante killing those seven um the seven, seven daily sins in his office I those three alone like a good mixture it's like i can't pick between um, the three because as a kid you know you just all mind blown and shit yeah uh who else didn't go i haven't gone yet all right ahead. uh since four was my first and i didn't play the other games until way later um pretty much the opening cutscene where dante destroys the entire order in the church in the very beginning and nero drop kicks him yeah the probably once he, he shot the pope i was like all right this game is hype <laughs> Shout that's the basically what happens the blood on his face is probably my most impactful because remember this is my first introduction to the character so i don't know how he is before the other game oh you must well, have been so confused basically you saw him as the villain role yeah and i didn't know who he was until i saw the other games like oh okay then <laughs> yeah it's such a dark he's a really dark intro for four just comes in and kills people and you think he's the bad guy and then it turns out everybody's a demon so he actually is a good guy like so he can switch you that is for a fact actually but uh who else didn't go by the way I think everybody went. Everybody but Ren, I think. I didn't go. Um, My answer is pretty straightforward. So, Double May Cry 3, when I... Now, this is not to say that I didn't play, like, one or two prior to this. I did, but I feel like my favorite moment is uh, Double May Cry 3, where I went to Virgil 1 the first time, and I kept losing over and over and over again and then when i finally beat him and made him my bitch then i was so content because i was stuck on that boss fight for like an hour this was my first time playing like this game in particular so i didn't know how all the mechanics worked that that boss fight was very riveting because it taught me like all the mechanics i needed to know while being a challenging fight so i just think that learning how virgil operated and learning how the game really like tested your patience and your limits because back then i think i was playing like the hard mode copy as well because capcom decided to say you know you know fuck everyone who has like dante's awakening we'll just uh put hard mode as normal <laughs> mode and you have to deal with it right so uh that was something that kind of you know the the difficulty was there so i had to get used to it uh but once i did master that game that was a very good experience for me actually right i'm glad you brought that up though because the, the og dante's awakening was actually my first um experience playing dmc3 and man i got destroyed by agni roja i still ain't got i haven't got vanilla yeah, vanilla. Yeah. I have ne- I have never played vanilla. You know, people have quit vanilla just because of Cerberus. <laughs> I'm not Man, surprised. You think that's bad? Uh, what was it? Uh, someone who's in our group is not here. Mister Possum said he quit getting bodied by a Hell Vanguard. He never got past the Hell Vanguard in vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, that game is truly a brutal testament you know if you're if you're not ready going in being somewhat prepared you're gonna get destroyed so uh i I think just overcoming the adversity was a really good experience for me 
Uh, who's read off number three? I'll read number three. Go right ahead. The Devil May Cry series is no stranger to having some really awesome music, which is even shown with Five's battle theme for Nero's Devil Trigger. Uh, Nero Devil Trigger. In your opinion, which game has the best soundtrack currently? Mm. I'd say three. It's a very uh, easy answer for me. Every track I really, really enjoyed. If I had a runner-up, it would be four. Uh, for me, honestly, it'd be toss-up between two and three. Uh, four had a little bit more for get up set pieces, like when we exploring the towns or other like level areas. But the boss themes are top notch. But uh, uh, everyone knows I really don't like DMC two that much, and you're gonna find out why later. Mm. Uh, for me, I love two soundtrack, and well, I love mostly two, three, and four. So it's hard for me to pick, but I am very fond of. Uh, like Nero's theme for four, or Devils Never Cry from three, so it's a hard toss-up for me. See, I'm kind of the opposite from from James. Like, I kind of like one, two, and three, mostly. I, not to say that I don't like four. I do think there are some great tracks in four, uh, especially like uh, Shall Never Surrender. But um, for me, I think it would have to be like Shoot the Works from two or uh, Devils Never Cry from three. Although, think, Public think, Enemy from 1 is also great. I, I think that's going to be the uh, general consensus. A lot of people like uh, Devils Never Cry, so... It's still the best soundtrack in the game for me. I don't, yeah, I don't know, unless we'll see, if, we'll see if 5 tops it or not. They have like Double 136 it. songs, so that's quite a lot. 152, I think, actually. Really? What? Fuck. Yeah, it's going to be 5 discs. Jesus. Fuck. Well, it's, real time, it's, uh, it is 136, but it is across five discs. Man, now I know why they couldn't easily replace Subhuman. They, they blew all the budget on all the other songs. <laughs> so, Brandon, you were saying something? Yeah, I'm like, Devils Never Cry is like the natural anthem for Devil May Cry, basically. Oh, yeah. It kind of, it is, it is. Uh, did everybody go? Because I got a side question to ask, actually. I actually, I, I wanted to say, my personal favorite soundtrack in the series has to be DMC1. Like, I, I genuinely love that soundtrack. The Nilo Angelo boss fight music is great. Like, it's it's genuinely a great piece of music. I, I'm not a big I... fan of Don, Dante's theme in that one. Oh, lock and load. I, I like it, don't get me wrong, but it pales in comparison, uh, pales in comparison to the rest of his themes across the series. But I, I do think, agree with that. I, I think every other, uh, like I love every other song, and I think the boss themes are just really, really good. Okay, who's next? Hey, Jinx, did you go? Oh, my apologies. Uh, like I said, since I'm a little bit biased considering I never made it that far, I'm gonna have to go with DMC one. Um, with the boss theme, that's really all I can say regarding it. All right. All right. Well. This is for everybody else that went past one, though. Can you, um, like, list a favorite, particular favorite track from each game? You can include DMC in that mix if you're really, really, really desperate. Uh, okay, can I, can I start with that, then? Go right uh, there's no such thing as a good soundtrack, or there's no such thing as a good track in DMC, DMC. All the battle music sucks ass in that game. <laughs> uh, you know which one is good? The unreleased one. <laughs> but um, 
that being said the for me at least it would have to be uh public enemy from one uh shoot the works from two uh taste the blood from three uh, i think there was the virgil variant that one was pretty good um and then uh what is it never surrender from four um gonna make mine quick i forgot what the hell well i i guess they just call it like griffin's theme in dmc1 i i forgot the song listing's name but uh griffin's yeah uh griffin's theme in dmc1 dmc2 shoot the works dmc3 devils never cry taste of blood is also pretty cool and dmc4 sworn through swords i found it run it's literally called flock off flock off okay yeah (laughs) Sworn Through Swords has a really good remix on the HRHM Orange soundtrack as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. People universally like Burial theme. Um, mm. all right. Oh, good. Uh, for me, I think it's, uh, as I mentioned, uh, for, for each game, it's for me, Super Ultraviolet, which is Neil, Nilo Angelo Battle Version 3 um, for DMC1. DMC2 is actually Cursed Giant for me. Uh, DMC three, DMC three is uh, the Virgil themes, the various Virgil themes. I, I, I think it's just it's three separate ones. So I'll just go with Virgil three. Uh, DMC four, I think, is the shall never surrender. That one's just my jam. Hmm. Okay, no, for me though, some of these are maybe kind of obvious though. But for one, it'll be Super Plug Enemy, which I think is Sparta's theme. If not, Devil Sunday. For um, two, is the um, Heads and Tails track. I, I just love that track. For um, three, is obviously Devils Never Cry. But uh, I will switch it up. I will put um, Taste of Blood, particularly Virgil's Mace, because I like the beat for it a little bit more. And for four, I will go with um, Time Has Come. Either that or, uh, yeah, like Burial's theme or uh, Dante's theme, when you actually play as him. Oh, that version of Locked and Loaded? Yep. <laughs> oh, was I supposed to list my favorites as well? Oh, uh, did you? No. Oh, go ahead. Uh, from one, I'd have to say regular uh, Nell Angel's original theme. Probably my more fond of. Two, I would say uh, Fire Away, which I think is the first theme for Dante and two, or is it a second? Brandon, you would know. I'm pretty sure it's the um second, but I can double check. Yeah, whatever his his very first theme was is my favorite. Uh, for three, I'll be different. I'll say, uh, what is it? Uh, you cross the line, whatever it's called. I forgot if it has an official name or not. Now you really cross the line. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the second battle theme for both characters, I believe. Yeah, because they usually just refer to it as uh generic battle theme too or something for the characters right right for four i you know i'll be different again i'll say lock and load for dante just the regular version when you play as him mm-hmm. all, all right, right. right. that's everybody went correct yep all right yeah okay well in the case let me go ahead and read off real quick uh, throughout the series, Dante has used a variety of different devil arms and firearms. If you could pick um, two of each, which would be your most um, most and least favorite? Actually, I'll go first real quick. My 
favorite as not the main source, like between Amoto, Rebellion, and whatnot, would be honestly probably Egni and Rujo, because I feel like those weapons definitely got a lot of variety going for it. And my least favorite would be for um Devil Arms. Truth be told, uh, I gotta go with Navon or Gilgamesh. Navon's fun to use though, but I feel like they could do done much more than the set. And Gilgamesh, only because um being that vanilla DMC4 is different from special edition, I feel like the um the gauntlets didn't age well compared to like the other two characters that have gauntlets like Trish and um Virgil. So for firearms, so I gotta go with Clean and that weapon's um a lot of fun to use on DMC3. But for um, my least favorite, uh, RMS, because that, that, that gun is kind of useless, honestly. It's a real oddball thing. Yeah. All right, Don, go ahead. I'll go last because I, I kind of need to shut my dog up for a second because she won't stop barking. <laughs> okay. I'll, take, I'll take it then. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so we pick one. You said one favorite and one not favorite for each? Yeah. All right. Uh, you know I'm going to say Yamato. Well, no, I, uh, no, fuck it, go ahead. Yeah, for Devil Arm, because I think if I had to pick a favorite, it would be Yamato. <laughs> if I had to pick one I really don't like, uh, I might have to say Cerberus, actually, because it doesn't have air hike, and that always bothered me. Even though I like the concept of the weapons, functionality-wise, it's missing some vital things that make it uh, better, or would make it better. Uh, it doesn't have appropriate launchers, so you gotta rely on the weapons to actually do launchers and air combos. And no double jump. Mm-hmm. So if it had, well, it, well, it'll have those in five, so at least that'll be rectified. Um, for firearms, I actually like Coyote A a lot. It's the job done. Charge shot is ridiculous. Uh, fireworks is fun and flashy. I'd pick one I don't like. I don't like Nightmare Beta. I don't like it because it takes DT to use it. That's about it. At least the payoff for it, though, because it is a really, really strong weapon when you use it correctly. It has the payoff, but if I'm not in a super character, I tend to not want to throw away my DT for the gun. That's just how I am. Understandable. Uh, who want to go next? I can oh, go. Or Ren can go. Ren can go. Ren, Ren, you can go. Okay, so... um. For favorite devil arm, I would say Agni and Rudra. Lots of combo potential, lots of cool special moves. Um, I really like that you can just juggle enemies in the fucking air for a long ass time and really follow it up with like a ground fire wind slash. Um, for a devil arm, I don't like Navon. It doesn't have the combo potential that I really like. It's mostly for, you know, if you want to be a little bit flashy in your combos, uh, if you want to switch out, uh, but it doesn't do any real, like, sort of uh, pause combos or anything that's really super cool that you can do. So I really don't like Navon that much. Um, as for favorite firearm, Blue Rolls is, like, really OP. <laughs> and the fact that you could do the charge shot and shit like that, uh, it can really put a lot of pressure on the enemies as for least favorite firearm i have to say nightmare b because using dt for that thing is just uh, i i don't like it uh, i prefer if it was separate or something to the effect of uh artemis in dmc where you could just use it whenever the fuck you want 
So that is my answers done. All right, okay. I could go now. All right, go uh, So for my favorite devil arm, I'm actually gonna go with something weird, and I would say that Lucifer from DMC4 is probably one of my favorites. Uh, I just I really enjoy using like the weird weapons in in the series, especially like uh, the bond. And I know that's like something that you guys uh, definitely have uh, uh, you know criticisms for. Which I, don't get me wrong, I, I definitely agree with the criticisms, and I'm kind of hoping that maybe in five we'll see that weapon return and have that uh, weapons move set bolstered because it really needs to be expanded upon especially with the uh, new uh, mode system that they have in 5. Yeah, it's cool if you want to uh, air raid, but anything else is blotomy. Yeah, like if it was if it was like in 5 where you could use the scythe aspect to it when you switch, and if it had like more moves to it, then I think it would be definitely something that people would love even more. One cool scythe is actually the one used in Ninja Gaiden 2. If it was like that, I would be absolutely fucking oh, yeah. hyped. Yeah. All of the Eclipse Scythe, I think. Yes. The Eclipse Scythe was so fun in Ninja Gaiden 2. <laughs> that, that's, um, I don't remember if we talked about Ninja Gaiden 2 on its own, but that, that would we be did. a great discussion. We, we did. We definitely oh, did. did. We? Yeah, I, I think we did the series discussion. But anyway, um, yeah, so Lucifer is one that I would go with because I just, I really love using the weird weapons in uh, Devil May Cry. Um, the least favorite I would say would probably be um really any of the swords from two because all it was was just swords, you know. Um you know, there wasn't really nothing interesting per se other than oh, they're just a sword. So it it really didn't matter which one of those. Um now as far as guns are concerned, I think my most favorite would probably be ebony and ivory i just enjoy using those a lot and in a lot of the cases when i play like devil may cry 3 i generally like to have ebony and ivory and uh shotgun equipped um it's just my typical setup of what i use with dante uh most disliked uh and this is just kind of going off of dmc2 again but um while MP5 dual wielding MP5Ks are cool, I do think that they're kind of boring. So, there's my answer. Uh, all right, I'll I'll go ahead next. I would say that I think my favorite devil arm I think is Alistair in one. I I, I sort of counts as a devil arm. I know it's kind of a basically just a replacement. I think for Forest Edge in that one, but I, it's my favorite devil arm. My least favorite, though, is actually Lucifer. Uh, I know, Dom, that's your favorite. Uh, and I actually really respect that. My The reason it's my least favorite is I really do think they could have done more with it. it. It's a very complex weapon, but I also do think they could have done a bit more with it. Um, I love it, don't get me wrong. I just think yeah, they could have done more of it. it. It has a similar problem to Navan, where like if it had more of a moveset, then it would be loved by the general player base. Yeah. Same as Cerberus. Cerberus lacks yeah. some mm-hmm. functionality that keeps it back. And but, uh, so I definitely get that point. But mm-hmm. And uh, favorite firearm, I actually, I, I gotta agree with Dom. Ebony and Ivory, man. Uh, I, I just love that. It, it looks like it's gonna probably get better with uh, DMC5. Um, but 
least favorite has to be Kalina on in DMC3, personally. Uh, it only really helped me in one boss fight, and uh, it was Arkham. But, yeah, I was going to say totally not Arkham. Yeah, totally not Arkham, but it, it's really the... I can only think of one boss fight where I felt it was useful. So maybe that's just me. Uh, but yeah, the but you said Clint Ann, right? Yeah, Clint oh, Ann. I believe Clint Ann. Yeah, Clint yeah. Ann's good for any situation. That's most damage all the guns, good crowd control. It's literally useful for every situation you can think of. But yeah, no, I understand that. It's just I don't like using it. it it's just it's just okay. But that that's my answer. I'm sorry, right. which gun was it? Because I, I had to step out for a second. It was Clint Clint Ann. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually kind of surprised no one said Pandora because I would have I would have been surprised. If... I love Pandora Gunslinger <laughs> in DMC4. Yeah. Okay, Jinx, did you um? Can you talk now? Uh, sure. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Um, I guess I can say favorite and least favorite. Uh, again, kind of one game experience. I keep repeating that all the time, but you know, um. Least favorite and favorite are generally the sword and um, ebony and iron. I say this because, in regards to least favorite, is because ebony and iron are kind of weak weapons at the time, but during which it can help you keep a combo going. And uh, while afflicting a bit of damage there until you get near your opponent, so you can apply more combos with the sword. Which I keep forgetting his name. Um, which then transfers to my that, which transfers onto my next point regarding the sword being favorite and least favorite at the same time, because of how many combos you can do, how flashy it is with the devil stinger, for example. And starting out, you are only limited by so much, so there's not much usability within those combos, but as you play further and further until you find better weapons that would suit your playstyle. But the, for now, the sword is like very useful, to say the least, and very diverse once you get a few upgrades in. And that's pretty much it. And say I have anything else regarding it. Number five, Devil May Cry has its fair share of side characters that have helped or worked with Dante along the way. In your opinion, which of these characters do you think should be expanded upon on both lore and gameplay? Uh, I would say Lucia, easily. I don't know if she's going to be in five, but in case she isn't, yeah, please expand on her. She already had a backstory. What I feel like she could have been used more in another game, maybe. Hmm. Uh, I'll yeah, I'll just leave it at Lucia. I I think most people would agree with me that she's underutilized. Okay, well, I'm gonna go for next real quick. Actually, from a lore standpoint, actually, I want the girl from the DMC two novel to come back named Beryl. Oh yeah, because um, I I no, I read up on the books like three times, and I just find her character very interesting. Fun fact: she was actually um technically the first lady before Lady because she had a um a anti-material rifle that will basically one shot anything. And she has her own like um own type of silver bullets that are enhanced, I think, with magic. So yeah, she's definitely um no joke. But it's a shame that she was only a one time use, kinda like um currently kinda like Lucia. Now from a gameplay standpoint, I want them to expand upon more on Lady if she's playable. Because there's so much potential she can have for different guns and whatnot. 
same thing for Trish though, but Lay specifically though, because she's she she's not like Dante and the rest of the characters that Demon Blood or whatever. But mm-hmm. for both standpoints, um, definitely be Lucia because she's probably one of my favorite characters in the franchise. But it's a shame that she's not in other games because first games are prequels technically. So now we actually moving on past on to we can actually see more character development for other characters. And that's it. Yeah, I would say um, Lucia is probably going to be a definite for me just because like there's a lot of potential for her to grow as a character uh, because, you know, just because she was put into one bad game doesn't necessarily mean that uh, she should be just left out from the rest of the series. I think she really should get a second shot at, uh, you know, becoming a better character both in gameplay and in lore. Um, as far as gameplay though is concerned too, like I, I could definitely agree with like uh Lady and Trish that could definitely be expanded upon. Uh although I do I do kinda wanna see Trish um like grow in power as well, because I actually want to see her go out of the whole uh aura-based DT and go into her true DT form, which is something we haven't seen in, in the uh games before. So that would be my answer, I think. So definitely like Lady uh Lucia and Trish. All right, who's to go next? Uh I guess I'll go next. Be I guess. Uh I got to I got to agree with Lucia from a lore standpoint. Well, I kind of like Kyrie to be expanded honestly in lore. I know you don't play as her, but I think it would be really nice to get her more up. Kyrie? Kyrie, yeah. Sorry, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts a lot lately. She's yeah, uh, yeah, She's getting pleasure by Nero's DLC arm, so <laughs> yeah, I, I think Kyrie, uh, it would be really, really nice to see her expanded upon uh, both lore, right? Uh, we might get it in DMC5, so it'd be nice to see. Um, Gameplay-wise, I'd kind of like Lady to be expanded on a bit more if she is to return. I'm not sure if we'll see Lucia, uh, but it would be nice if Lady got a bit more gameplay. All right, what's it going next? Uh, I'm going to skip because my answer is the same as everyone else's, so... There you have it. Makes sense. Um, regarding the character that I would like to see expanded, um, Lady, to say the least, I really want to see how she would, like, how would her gameplay style be with rockets, something like that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me go on. Are we set with the questions now? I mean, did we everyone answer? Yeah. 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 I think we did. Yeah, we can move on. Number six, my good sir. Yep, that's my turn. Um, Adi Shankar has recently announced that he had acquired the rights to work on a new Devil May Cry animated series. While the details of the new series is unknown, do you think this will be an adaption of one of the games or a standalone series like the previous anime? Uh, should I read the bullet point? Uh, might as well. It should be noted that the previous anime is considered to be canon given that we see a returning character as well as a character file in 5. I just want to know as well, like, this has been confirmed canon, like, even way before 5 was even a thing, so... People are saying, like, the enemy is now canon is actually retarded. Like, never mind. <laughs> I suppose, like, um... Assume it might be a standalone series, because... While it would be nice to have some lore explained within that was presented in the games but won't be um presented within the um series itself 
or adaption to say the least. So it's kind of a standalone, I feel. Uh, so it would make more sense regarding the whole thing as an aspect. Um, I think most people are confused about that whole bootleg universe Castlevania crossover thing. Uh, I just want to clarify. I don't think that is going to cross over with Castlevania. The reason I say that is because it seems like a director's motif. Uh, Adi Shankar has called that freaking transform, not transformers, but, uh, power Rangers gritty reboot, uh, part of the bootleg universe and we know that's not going to be in the same universe as castlevania so i just think that's like a stylistic choice to call it that because he worked on it so i don't think it's going to cross over with castlevania and i think it's going to be probably a standalone series like it's going to take place at some unspecified point but i do think it might be canon to the og timeline it's just gonna just uh interject really quick Go ahead. I, th I think I think even if they were to cross over, the crossover itself would be uh, in its own canon. It wouldn't be canon to the actual anime adaptations that are, uh, you know, if they're uh, doing like retellings, kind of like Castlevania, or doing something standalone. I, th I think that the crossover itself, uh, if it were to happen at least, it would be like its own thing, like the events and how the characters meet up or if they fight or anything like that yeah uh, but it just for that contained universe yeah but i i don't think that's gonna happen because even shankar's channel is called bootleg universe where mm -hmm. he posts all of his stuff on youtube so i just think that's a director's motif and it's not gonna have anything to do with castlevania more than likely it's just going to be a D regular dmc anime and it's going to be in the same kind of art style and stuff as castlevania probably the same tone yeah that's the Since most that seems to be his thing that's the most i'm expecting like the least would be the actual crossover but i i don't think that's going to happen but if it does it'll still be cool so i guess we'll see what happens um now as far as the anime is concerned like this this new series uh, because we don't really have a whole lot of information on it. It's kind of hard to say at the moment if this is just going to be an adaptation of like three going onward or if it's going to be like a standalone thing like the previous anime. Um, if they make it standalone and, and have it somewhat tie into the games, kind of like how we're seeing with five, where um, one of the characters we know from the original anime is returning as a character in five and then uh there's another character that i'm not going to talk about because it pertains to leaks from five uh but there's a character file for them um so and they, they kind of allude to some things but they don't say anything concrete but that being said there, there's like those those things in five so if they did something standalone that would maybe tie back to five that'd be cool um but if we go off of what castlevania is doing where it's just a retelling of uh one of the games then i think it would make sense for us to see a devil may cry 3 adaptation which either way i'd totally be i'd totally be down for um because on the one hand if it's a retelling of devil may cry 3 we get some more context for that game and it would just make that uh the lore from 3 even more exciting to look back to but if it's its own thing then 
hopefully we get to see a more uh, serious tone for for Devil May Cry as far as an anime show is concerned. Because the original animated series was not too serious. It didn't take itself seriously, per se. It was down the middle, because you do have your moments, like in episode two and four and whatnot. Then you have your other moments where Dante is just being Dante at his office. So it's definitely right down the middle. So it's a good 50-50. Yeah. Yo, I got one no one's going to say. No, what? <laughs> I'd actually want something about DMC2 era Dante. I actually want more on him since he's the most mysterious uh, incarnation of the character. I actually agree with this. Also, he's also the most serious. I kind of want to see what the deal with that is. I actually agree with this because if you look in the DMC2 novel, you know, he definitely has the same personality as one counterpart, but mixed in with his second one counterpart together. See, I don't know. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, James and Brandon, because like that would be something interesting too. If like, what if they brought in like the um, use like the novels uh, as part of like inspiration for the adaptation? I mean, it's not impossible because I mean, Warren Ellis he did use a lot of material for uh, Castlevania with Dracula's Curse, so. Uh, and the show had a lot of that in there, so I, I think it's possible he could pull from it, but it depends on how deep he will go. I don't know, because, you know, some stuff is obviously going to get changed around. Yeah, he's, he definitely seems like the kind of guy to take uh, his own liberties, especially if you watch Castlevania, he's definitely taking a few. Yeah, like we were missing a character in um in the anime because there were technically four characters fighting Dracula in Dracula's Curse. You mean the pirate guy? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. It's not there. And also, uh, I think one of the characters got like blackwashed or something in season yeah, two. Yeah, Isaac. He's Isaac. actually a white dude with red hair, but now he's a black guy. Truth is told, though, his, his design is so much better in the anime because he he's just like a usual white guy with different color hair. I'm like, you know, I, I can live with this design. Yeah, he's still a crazy, sadistic bastard. So, yeah. Um, one thing I think would be really interesting with, with the anime adaptation, and this, it, it's the least likely to happen of all of them, but it'd be interesting if they, if he makes it, like, I know he's gonna probably make it for the fans, but it'd be really interesting if it's set post-DMC5, or maybe something with Nero, not focusing on Dante, but maybe doing something with Nero post-DMC5, maybe. I wouldn't mind this, because, like, for example... The CGI Resident Evil movies, they love to set everything post the game. It's always a sequel to the events that happen in the games. Because uh, I think, I think like the recent example is Vendetta was like after RE6, like a year after or something like that. So I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, and I, I it is I, possible because the first enemy is after Democrat One in itself. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the reasons I say that is it would be really nice if, like, maybe, I know we're going to get a, in DMC5, but it would maybe flesh out all three characters, like, do it, like, all three of them could be, be there, all three of our protagonists in DMC5 could be there, maybe, uh, who knows what, what happens in DMC5, but if it's set post-DMC5, you know, give us more of all of them, and that'd be great. And, uh, you know, give it, continue the story, and that'd be great. That's, that's how I think it, it could go. I could also do that with uh, DMC, like post DMC four, uh, and like 
a little bit post DMC2 with Nero because there is a point in time where Nero lost track of Dante in the, in the lore, so. Oh, you know what just hit me? I don't know. Speaking of Nero, it would be nice if we got like the Fortuna novel turned into an anime. Since there's a cool. shitload yeah, see, of yeah. details in there that nobody talks about or that nobody addresses. Yeah, like, actually bring in the canon bits from Fortuna novel because some stuff is a canon, other stuff is not. Because or like the fact that Virgil visits Fortuna. I'm like, hey, I like to see him in the anime. He's never been in an anime before. Mm. Would have been there. And I just want to hear Dan talk again. Okay, um, who's, who then went for the question? Oh, wait, one more thing I want to mention. Mm. If just like for Netflix stuff and all this shit, if you're going to give like this DMC thing the green light, can it please be longer than four episodes? Don't make that mistake again. I agree. Because hopefully they go for 12. Yeah. 12 was for the original anime, so I was kind of hoping more than 12 then. I, uh, you know. I don't Dom know if a whole drag a whole dra Dom wants like a whole Dragon Ball Z level. <laughs> like, like I'll fucking watch it. I, I want more, but and I know like Castlevania is like super duper popular and it was like proof of concept that they could do more when they got greenlit for season three. Uh but they just need to stop doing like the short list of episodes because that kind of annoyed me with season one. So, if you don't mind me asking, um, what would be a good length of episodes that you'd feel would be a for nice one season? Either 10 yeah, like or 12. For I would me, say 12 I to 13. A, oh, wait, real quick though, I want a full length anime, truth be told, like I want 24 episodes, that kind of shit, but go ahead, drink. Yeah, that, that's the ideal dream, but I think uh, like realistically it's going to be like 10 or 12. I would, I kind of want to like agree with Brandon here. Like, I would want at least roughly about 24 to 30 episodes just because I was so disappointed with the original anime only being 12 episodes. I was sort of saying that, like, the reason I asked, like, what would be a good length is because we don't want something that's way too abrupt or way too drawn out. So, I kind of asked that to find that sweet spot that won't, um, fall on either side 30 is like in my opinion almost two seasons yeah like if it was split to two seasons fine you know that that's whatever but i i just think that like 12 episodes uh, you know and only getting one season is just way too short i mean jojo gets like 39 episodes in a season so i mean it's possible the the only thing that is the uh equalizer here is we're talking about netflix and the way they handle shows is kind of retarded so that yeah. is true hi daredevil yes i know it's too soon but i would daredevil. say by netflix's standards if we we're lucky we would get eight but if they wanted to be more confident and make it like a regular netflix show i would say one season should equal 12 or 13 episodes i think that's fair I'm just trying to think, like, realistically, how would Netflix mm -hmm. handle this? No, realistically speaking, they would cancel it. I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> I would be fucking mad. Hi, Jessica Jones. You're fired. Uh, she's still alive. She's still alive. <laughs> Hi, Punisher. Temporarily. Hi, Frank Castle. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm only saying that because like all the shows we watch on Netflix, like all the Marvel shit is always like 12 or 13 episodes. I'm pretty sure most Netflix shows is around that length too, so. Yeah, yeah, so but just, when I'm they get multiple, their average. Yeah, but when they get multiple seasons, it's like okay, you get up to like you know the amount that you would want anyway, because there's multiple seasons, right? Indeed. So, and same thing with like Castlevania, right? Like, yeah, it started out at four, but then they doubled the amount and and added at eight, right? So, it, you know, it's it's like one of those things where if they keep renewing it for for more seasons and they keep either increasing it or keeping it at a certain amount, then it's kind of okay if they they leave it at that certain amount because you know you're going to get that next season so long as Netflix doesn't axe the show. Well, for that logic, all I can say is one can only hope because, again, this is something that a lot of people are looking forward to, so you're going to want to have enough episodes there. And plus, there is already like an anime out of DMC that people were kind of mixed about. So they're going to want quality for sure. They'll learn from the mistakes of the last anime. Hopefully. I think. I, I, I think they will. Yeah, because they're not going to have a guy who uh, makes fucking anime about lollies. Okay. Whoa. Okay, next question. <laughs> yes, next question. <laughs> not those kind of lollies. I'm just saying, like, in general, they're just, you know, lollies that do, like, um, idol shit or, like, uh, play tennis. Really how how do we get like that? I don't know, actually. I zoned out for a second. I'm shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's the same guy that made Berserk 2016. That's what his specialty is, is making oh, anime God. about lollies. Man, hold up. This ain't... Adi is not... I forgot. I don't even know the... Yeah, uh, Adi Shankar right is, is not trash. Yeah. He's weird. Um, I only know him from the Power Rangers Dark um, Universe or whatever he calls yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's how I first... Um... Notice his work was from Power Rangers. Well, how controversial that was. He, he does love wearing face paint in interviews, so I guess maybe you can kind of see that as weird. But are you uh, a Thanos fan? <laughs> 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 oh, you're a Virgil fan. Do you like Thanos? <laughs> hey, her, her reaction was priceless, though. But let's move on to the next, next question. Uh, who's read number seven? I can read number seven. Uh, if Dante were to be replaced permanently, do you think Nero would take the main character spotlight from 6 onward, assuming there's a DMC 6, or do you think a new character altogether would fill in this role? Uh, uh, in my wow. opinion, uh, okay. and, and, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, Brandon, but in my opinion, um, I wouldn't want it to be Nero just because Nero does not play like Dante. He's not as in-depth as Dante. If anything, after a certain point, I would kind of want them to um, do a bit of a callback to Devil May Cry 1, where uh, Dante taunts Mundus uh, right before he seals him away, saying that uh, that his son, uh, that, that he should send his regards to Dante's son in the future, assuming that Dante would have a son in uh, a future game, you know, and I think that uh, this character should, you know, maybe play very similarly or be as in-depth as Dante because the thing is, is that if you replace Dante, the character that replaces him has to be just as in-depth as him. Otherwise, uh, Devil May Cry might not even have the same standards that it set from uh, 3 onward. I definitely agree with that because um, I'm going to use Tomb Raider as an example, though. Imagine replacing Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. You know how bad that would be? Granted, yeah, let's say the character is really good and all that stuff, right? 
the icon for that series is Lara Croft, not this rando. Same situation with um, Devil May Cry. Dante is the like the the star. No, he, he not not the like the movie star, but like literally the thing people will recognize the brand for. Take away what makes the brand recognizable, then you will have like, you know, what identity would the series have? You know. Now, eventually speaking, yes, I do agree the characters should retire though, but they should retire all the characters that were in the current state and pass the torch on to whatever other generation that could, that could be um, just as likable and depth as the previous ones. Not just get rid of one, but actually do what you can to actually make sure the new characters can. Not just conclude, but make sure the new characters can actually take on that legacy and actually go on without them. Now, let's take Mortal Kombat, for example, you know, they're doing the best they can to include old and new. But at some point, you, know, you will eventually need to fade out the old and fit into new. Besides of Scorpion, because we know they're never going to get rid of Scorpion. They hit him and Sub-Zero. You're not going to get rid of those two characters. They're the icons. Same thing for Street Fighter. You can't get rid of Ryu. You can't. Like, that's impossible. I don't think you'd be able to get rid of some of the cast in MK. I actually think about, like, uh, Raiden and, like, uh, Liu Kang and shit like that. Well, Liu Kang's different story. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he died and became a fucking zombie at one point, so I don't know. Yeah, now thing, though, um, well, here's the thing, though. They actually did replace Liu Kang because he was the the star as well for MK1, 2, and 3, I believe. Mm. 4, I'm not sure, because who cares about 4? And Deadly Alliance, which is number 5, they killed his ass off. Like, he, he was done until um Armageddon. The, until the <laughs> PSV version, actually, of... um of um deception where he's became a playable character and then our begin so yeah no they got rid of his ass and bring in new characters which is you know fun and dandy eventually they bring him back though but not the versions you wanted <laughs> right on the subject of dmc though and character placements um i agree with you guys however i know it's Suno's really pushing nero i'm i i genuinely think it's going to be Nero. He's already kind of doing it in 5, where Dante's not even the main dude anymore. That's kind of the thing that's actually irritating me, though, because he's keep forcing Nero, rather than being a natural process. If he gets good, you know, character progression, which is from what we've, you know, discussed behind the scenes, it seems that way. Uh, I will be okay with it. I, I would say this. Do not take Dante out of the series, but if you make him a sideline-ish character now, I would. I don't think people would be as annoyed if he was just flat out gone. I think a better way to phrase it is him being like a mentor. Like, say for example, in Street Fighter's case, he'll be the Gokin of the um, the lo- of the lore because he's Excellent. he's trained trained Ryu Ken. He's like the sideline type of guy. Actually. I agree with mentorship, but I don't agree with it being him. I if. Depending on what goes on with the uh, Virgie boy, I kind of want him to mentor Nero. At yeah, least on the demonic side of things. Nothing screams mentor to have your arm ripped off. I, I just think that if, if they're going to have it be Nero, though, then Nero has to be as in-depth as Dante. And that would mean having to lose, you know, the manual revving and uh, changing up the way that his arms work again. Wait, why does he have to lose? Wait, the you talk you talk about gameplay perspective. You know, we talk about from a lore perspective. I'm I'm talking lore. gameplay too, because game gameplay wise, like, you know, I would rather Nero have multiple like devil arms and firearms than two, because it's like, you know, that's something that makes Dante unique. I agree. That would be the next that would be the next step. I don't see this 
removing like manual revving, like that would just become a Red Queen thing. Well, I mean, I'm saying that as like, you know, if they're going to, I mean, if they, if that, if they keep it, they can change the inputs for it. Sure. But I mean, like, you know, real, like speaking from a perspective of we have to replace Dante at this point because, you know, we can't just keep using him anymore because he's too old or something like that. Or we've already like concluded his story. He can't really continue on from here on out. Um, then they would have to, to put him on like, I guess on like a similar scale to Dante as far as gameplay is concerned. So they would have to change him up uh, significantly. Not to the point where he's unrecognizable, but more so to the point where he kind of feels like a hybrid of what he is now and what Dante currently is. I think for the sake of keeping the argument simple, I think we'll keep it just the character and lore and keep the gameplay out because we'll be here all day talking about this whole Uh, thing. Well, I mean, it's very simple. Just keep the older characters around if you continue on to make other sequels, Mm -hmm. but put new characters as the forefront so things are still fresh. I mean, Nero already opened up his own devil hunting business, so I mean, suffice to say, who can say that can't happen for anyone else? Oh yeah, Dante gave him the um, gave him keys to basically uh, run a mobile uh, Democratic operation while Dante runs the you know the headquarters. Yeah, he's kind of kind of has expanded the business now. He has a mobile and now he has like a home base kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe like try something different. Maybe make a kick-ass human who gets like demon powers or something. Uh, I mean, it's very possible. Who knows? Um, one v? thing. I, yeah, yeah, V. I um, mean, something still tells me that V has some demonic blood in him, but, uh, and I think he might become full demon. Who knows? Um, I think one thing we will probably see, at least hopefully see. Uh, I'm thinking they're probably going to. This might be kind of like a passing of the torch thing with DMC Five. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna keep kind of they're gonna keep Dante as like they they're always gonna want a technical character and since Dante's kind of their face of the franchise I think they're always gonna keep him maybe kind of in a more reduced role as others have stated I think the best way I could describe it and this is a really weird way of probably describing it, is I think they're always gonna kind of keep this Obi Wan Kenobi and like Anakin Skywalker kind of relationship I'm not saying Nero's gonna go evil but I'm just saying like kind of that kind of relationship where one of them's always gonna be more experienced than the other. And they're they're gonna kind of grow off of one another over time, or or maybe they could do a villain. I mean, who knows? Uh, a lot of people they liked Virgil turning into the antihero, so I mean, that, that would be interesting if um, uh, if Nero kind of like over the course of these games kind of like did like a uh, like kind of became a villain. That'd be kind of interesting, or Dante even. I think that would be really kind of cool. I swear that happened for DMC4 for Dante. In uh, DMC4, he was a bait and switch villain. Yeah. yeah. But it would be kind of neat if they actually made him a villain. He was intimidating. That whole cutscene, I shit myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think that'd be kind of really cool if they, they kind of kept this mentor relationship with Dante. Is all, Dante's always going to be above Nero, I think, in power. But it would be kind of cool if they learn to grow from one another and they showcase that in future games. 
yeah all capcom has to do is the whole kiss method keep it simple stupid we're we're in it to see demons die and we want to see it done in a variety of ways so just keep the devil hunting business open and make dmc a meta series and i think we'll be good to go just don't disrespect the old and uh you know don't make jokes about white hair and wigs um, <coughs> to me may cry yeah. one last thing one last thing i think i will say is i think we might see it uh stay as three characters from now on i think we're gonna see one for like newcomers one for intermediate and one for like highly advanced technical. yeah yeah i think we'll always see that i, I think that should be the uh, standard multiple characters yeah i mean we've had that as a standard since uh technically since two uh but three special edition really pushed that and then four se as well um and i like because i think um i think too like with five we'll possibly see also dlc characters because i think they want to try to stray away from uh doing special edition again where it's just oh hey here's virgil and here's a beginning and ending cutscene. because i think people are starting to really get tired of that so they might start doing like a uh, special edition as like a complete edition uh that includes like the extra characters that were possibly dlc with their own story missions and stuff like that anything else for number seven by the way are we good <laughs> I think we're uh, good. No, that was, oh yeah, that was number seven. Yep. Um, other than that, no, I, I I do think that if they were to include a new character, they maybe like fill in the role or be as in depth as Dante. Definitely like a like a, a descendant, or like his son or something like that. If you were to ever have a son. Anyway, uh, I could read on number eight since uh, Brandon said he'll be right back. Uh, do you think a Sparta-centered prequel, um, otherwise Devil May Cry Zero, is something that should be made? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that yeah. there's a very big missed opportunity to explore on Sparta because I think the biggest problem with Sparta is that we already know that he saved the world and we already know the, the legend because we've heard it in pretty much all of the games. Um, I think for a lot of fans, it's just a matter of seeing how he did it, seeing what made him... Uh, see the legend himself? Yeah, like, like see how the character was, see what made him actually decide to side with humans and, and betray his demon brethren and stuff like that and, and really expand on the character. It also, actually, a lot of people don't think about this, that would also give us a chance to see more about Mundus. Like, because we don't get that much of his character. Basically, in DMC1, we get portrayed that he's just a giant asshole. He's extremely despicable, he's evil, and we have to stop him. But we don't get much character development out of him other than that, that he's evil. That's all we know. Um, I think it would be kind of really cool to see Sparta awake to justice. Yeah, that'd be actually radical. And again, uh, it would be kind of neat, again, as to what James said, I think seeing Mundus maybe expand them. Didn't they kind of have a rivalry, the two of them? A lot of, actually, a lot of DMC bosses kind of had a pet beef with uh, Sparta, if I recall correctly. You know, they only uh, developed the beef because he betrayed them, and he was a really, he was a general, or like yeah. one of uh, Mundus's demon generals. So, so they, they were fine with him up until he screwed everybody over. So it'd be kind of neat to see those guys again. In, uh, in a prequel, more than just <clears throat> there. There's also the two, um, the two Ball and Modius. 
Yeah, Ball and Modius. Uh, those two characters, they've only been shown in the anime, but uh, he actually trained those two characters, and uh, they were pit, pit against each other because the, they they felt differently about what Sparta was doing. They have a very similar um, way of, like, or they have very similar like motives to like Dante and Virgil and three in my opinion when you look into their backstory. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, DMT Zero or whatever title they won't call it for Sparta, they definitely do got bring in the enemies from Democrat three. Because those guys those um the lore behind three in particular really, really, really um is really important because you no know, Sparta did a lot of shit with the Tim Negru. And also, yeah, fast forward a little bit to Argos X, you know, Sparta sealed him away as well after, um, you know, Mundus was sealed off. I would uh, they, 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 yeah, they need, definitely need to, um, like, you know, include all the background stuff that's, that involves Sparta. Like how he became basically the, the pastor of, um, Fortuna. How he did this and how he did that and all that nonsense. Yeah, as a it, future reference. Let, let's let Navon actually like flirt with Sparta. Could that be funny to see? You just want to see some pornography. Look, I don't sure, want to see not? no grasshopper on redheaded stepchild action. It, why not? It's, it, it's a cockroach. Okay, that's the difference. Yeah, is why he, not? Are they, did they actually confirm what kind of bug he is? No, he's just like a cockroach. He has the wings and uh, the head um thing. Ornaments of cockroach. It's the it's the wings. That's like such the oddest image to see, like Sparta all over fucking Navon. <laughs> That's man. I presume the end of the game should be he seals himself in Temin de Gru, and that's the end. I would assume. Oh, uh, he doesn't seal himself; he seals his powers. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Powers, I assume uh... we'll get. Uh, one thing I want Zero to do is show a lot of things that we would never see with him, like. I don't know, things with the legend that are, like, maybe some of the things in the legend are exaggerated or told incorrectly. Like, things like Fortuna. Um, with Fortuna, you know? I, like, what's his involvement with that shit? I, I want, now that you say that, I want there to be, like, a Fortuna stage, and when people are going around praising him, I want to know his inner thoughts, like, what is this shit? Like, I, I want that <laughs> to happen. Because it seems like that's such a over-exaggerated thing they do in DMC4. Oh, like, the humans praise yeah. him to high hell? Oh, yeah, they wait, praise him so it. much and he really probably doesn't even want it. That, that shit reminds me, though. This is one thing I we need to know, the most important thing. Eva. I was going to say that, too. Eva. Like, She'll be was, given. Like, what's uh, her uh, connection to Sparta? Like, how did she bang the bug? Like, we need to know how does she bang? How did she bang the bug? I'm done. Like, did she, like, she bait him? Like, Brandon I, wants I, like this. Brandon wants this slow fade out scene where he gets on the bed and then the camera scrolls up and then you hear the DT sound effect. But see, see, I was gonna say that it's it's kind of like my my thought of like Dragon Ball. Do these characters ask them to go into the you know like? Form, you know, like their most powerful form while in the bedroom, you know, like, like, I'm just saying, you know, like, this is the, this is the part of the podcast where we just put saying, on the like, DMC five theme of Devil Trigger and it's like super slow. It's like the, the pre-order PS4 thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Renegade, I'm glad you mentioned that. You, you better edit that in. You better I, edit that in. I will. No. I will do it. <laughs> I, I got it's one thing happening. I gotta say. I got one thing I gotta say. Do you think Eva asked uh, Sparta to fornicate now? 
Oh yes. my god. <laughs> oh yeah. They would talk differently. Yeah. Two thousand years ago, they're gonna have super like old medieval knight dialogue. Sparta's gonna sound Sparta? like a white knight. Have you seen Sparta's like you like Dante's Sparta costume? I'm just picturing him with a thick British accent. It's like my lady, would you like to ride thy steed? Would you like what to you? would you like to ride the cockroach? I completely <laughs> forgot about that that they would talk differently than like Dante and everybody else does in modern okay. day. I thought of something funny when um, uh, Harold mentioned bait, but uh, I want to say that for um, later. Oh no! I was gonna ask her really quick before I, I had somebody run into my room all of a sudden. Uh, wasn't there a thing where like initially she hated Sparta? I don't know. Also, she she was a Sundere. I see where this is going. Dom, we have no knowledge of Eva's like personality outside of that she loved Dante and Virgil and Sparta. That's it. Like, we know nothing about her outside of she's a good wife, apparently. Yeah, best housewife. I mean, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to bet that, if anything, they're probably going to have have it set up where it's the legend first, and then after the legend, like, many years later, you know, Sparta lived on, and, and you know, he met Eva that way. He'll be a fucked up plot twist. Hmm. He'll be fucked up plot twist. He's alive. They, like, reveal that, he, that all this shit didn't, like, the things that we think happened didn't happen. He's like hiding or some weird shit. Maybe he's disguised as someone else now. Give me the plot twist. That would be actually really cool. See, if Did he actually was on hiding. He fucked up if he dead. knows. No, no, they keep saying that Sparta is dead, though, but we'll mention the plot twist where he's dead or sealed, or sealed away, either one. Or he sealed himself mm-hmm. away, basically. He, he's sipping drinks on a beach somewhere. He's watching. He's watching Dante the whole time. <laughs> like Dante, the DMC four opening, but Sparta just faintly in the distance. I'd be more terrified of seeing Virgil's reaction to that. Nigga would be fucked up six rays from Sunday hearing that. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, okay. Uh, I suppose oh. I can say something before I head out. Sure. But, uh, I'm really interested in the whole prequel thing because you know, like. There were probably a lot of questions that were kind of set up, but not explained like DMC1 or otherwise. So it's an interesting idea to have a prequel to the series entirely and and have those questions answered. Like, why would he go to this castle? Why? Like, who is this individual or that? Because there has always been mentions of certain characters and more, but they've never been revealed um, within the first towards the current iteration of the series. So it's a, I suppose I'm all for it, really. And I hope it really given a chance rather than just presented in some other form of media. With that being said, before the next question, um, heading out, thank you for having me and have a good night. It's good having you, do. Likewise. Peace out, Jin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Peace. All right. Uh, oh, nice to have you on, Jinx. So, yeah. All right. I'll read number nine. To follow up with the last question, do you think Capcom should also work on spinoffs and remakes for the series? Spinoffs for like dedicated characters or games or whatever other shit. And to the work. remake side of things, uh, absolutely. Fix two. Nah, and I just still with the first one as well, because that game is needs a, a lore update. Yeah, that is true. They, you know what's probably going to happen? 
Mm. If they remade one, uh, they Don, I doubt Dante will use. I think he'll have Force Edge, but I don't know how he would have Rebellion then. Hey, he he puts Rebellion away for Force Edge. I guess. Ah, that's gonna be a weird one. Yes. I mean, if anything, though, for like gameplay purposes, maybe Rebellion could be unlocked and it could be a very powerful weapon outside of Sparta itself. Or, or they but, can pull a DMC3 and just give you a DMC3 costume that gives you Rebellion. Yeah, that too. But for story standpoint, yeah, he just uses Force Edge the whole time. But the question is, though, how his Devil Shirt could look in Democrat 1. Because you remember, I don't know why, it was a thing, though, but the initial concept for Devil Shirt is. Based on weapon you're using, though, you get that particular form of Devil Joker rather than him having it naturally, for the most part. So thank God for two for that one, right? <laughs> you know, uh, it, what if they did like a DMC like remake collection similar to like how Spire and Crash have been doing it with DMC one, two, and that's about to cost like two hundred dollars, my nigga. I mean, um... hey man, you know <laughs> I pay it. That would be great, but at the same time, though, um, costly. It's not just costly, though. How they're gonna like? What? What are they gonna do for like story or whatever? Like, you know, there's a lot of factors you gotta put into it because it's not that simple as like Crash and Spiral because they had the same cool like, story. But yeah, like a remake, but they're fixing things. There, yeah. There's a problem with that idea in that, like, with Crash and Spiral, they didn't really have to change a whole lot. Um other than graphics and some gameplay mechanics. You need to change everything about DMC2. Well, DMC1's problem is that because it was not anticipating a prequel as well as two other sequels that continue the story, it has to fix itself to fit along with the lore that was set up in 3. You could, and and I've talked a little bit about this, this is probably going to be my most likely answer, but with DMC3, you don't necessarily have to remake that game because the lore onward from 3 is set up that way. So everything, the way that it's set up currently is set up from 3 onward. Uh, So a remake for 1 has to follow what 3 set up. Not to mention, too, that with gameplay, like Brandon was saying, uh, you would have to set it up to similar to what is up to standard now, which is what 5 is doing. I honestly think that because like I said, I, I thought that DMC2 was just boring gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. I can tolerate one to some of the extent, but there are a lot of dated segments that could use some updating like the, you know, first person water gun segment that could be sort of rearranged to be a little bit more fun. Um, and yeah, there well, could be Yeah, they, they could just take that out, you swim right through and it's over. Holy hot now. Hmm? What? Uh, apparently, I was reading the Reddit while you guys were going on. Uh, apparently, they may have found Harriet's model or actor or whatever. No, I that will take be. a look at that later. Oh. Oh, okay, <laughs> then. Oh, save. Oh, oh, okay. I would eat a bowl of Fruit Loops out of her hey, vagina. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Got the YouTube police after you. Hey, hey I mean, yeah. Apparently, that might be. All you black folk can take all these white girls. I'm good. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. Funny. Yeah, that's right, Dom. We'll take them. That's fine. It's okay, Dom. You have me. But yeah, that apparently uh, might. Be, <laughs> that, that might be Kyrie. 
Let's sexual jokes aside. Um, the model does look good for Kirie because Kirie is supposed to look like a you know very young, attractive girl. So, um, 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 what? What? I hear yeah. about to devil bust that. All right, let's get back on topic. Uh, let's say that for later. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think I think we're all in agreement on that one. Yeah, yeah they they do need to fix one, two, three is I like three. Three's pretty, three's pretty solid. If they wanted to add, the only thing I would say you need to do is add Virgil having his own legitimate story instead Same of thing for a lady. Fix, Same thing for lady. Fix lady Virgil's, was originally supposed to have a story too in three. SE. Fix oh, Virgil's move set too. Virgil's move set needs to be expanded upon. We did that was four. <laughs> yeah, just just copy and paste them from four and put them in a remake of three, and he'll no. be perfect. Although legit, please get rid of freaking concentration meter because it is awesome. it's it's to me is broken. It's get, really fucking it's broken. Way too flawed. Get rid of sword tricking because sword tricking sucks ass, and I hate not being able to trick down without DT. Indeed. Yeah, it's like I I, I could live without concentration but i think it's personally broken it... uh, now i do have to ask just because I, I don't mean to cut you off but i know mm. we're on a bit of a time limit here but uh spin-offs like if they were to do a spin-off title dedicated for any of the other characters uh whether it be from like manga anime novels or even uh, some of the other games that we've seen who would do you think would be uh the best choice for that Virgil. Actually, this will be a good time to actually spin on the other characters rather than relying on like the mainline, like the numbered series. Like this would be a good mm -hmm. time to expand like other tidbits I like, would have been doing. Like for example, let's look at Lady. Like what was she doing from Democrat three, post MC three, all the way down to Democrat anime? Because the starters, you know, being that it's a prequel, a forced prequel technically, where was Lady at? Because she didn't beat Trish at all during um, between A and B. So, where was she? Uh, so that that would be a good way to like, either video game, manga, anime, whatever, to explain like her you know, side of those things. Put V in some action RPG with Cloud Strife or something. There you go. Make it crawl. <laughs> Shut up. Get out. Final Fantasy 16 featuring uh, V from the Double May Cry series. I mean, that's, I what, that's what everyone has been saying. He's like an RPG character with all the shit going on with him. I agree with Brandon about Lady, but obviously, I'm, of course, I'm going to say Virgil. It's kind of weird. We didn't know barely anything about Virgil compared to Dante when he's, you know, his fucking brother. I feel like it's kind of important to expand on the other side of the family a little bit. Yeah, because most of his lore comes from the the, the manga. manga and the, the game itself, and that's basically it, minus on um, 4SE. Yeah, we don't, there's, people like him, but there's not a lot about him that we know outside of 3 in the manga. There's a lot of, I don't know, character developments we haven't really gotten a chance to see, so I kind of want to see that from him as, as well as whatever lady has been up to. Hey. I, I would like to know what uh, Trish was doing after she left Devil May Cry. Or rather, devils never cry when when they change. Oh, the name please, re that. please recon. Please recon, dead. Recon. <laughs> they they yeah, could but, call they could call it, this game Devil May Cry uh, Chronicles. I, I would I would want to know like what what that character was doing after she left before she came back in the anime. 
Hey, wait, didn't she say she was doing her own human hunting thing on her own? Yeah, yeah so I, I just want to know like what she was doing when she was on her own. Killing demons. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but like we, we don't know what kind. Was she like, you know, doing the same shit Dante was and looking for like higher demons and shit like that or, or what? Smoking electricity joint. Well, according to DMC5, maybe the kind that have like ball sack shaped heads, who knows? <laughs> saw the bug nickel. Yep. Um, Sparta looking fellas. Oh, also too, like I, I would kind of want to know what um, Lucia did after DMC two. Oh, that's right. Here's another one. Yeah, cause we saw her drop the coin and just ran off. Like, where'd she go? No, come yeah, back. She, for all we know, she could have ran into Nero at the end, and chances are that might actually be the case now. Wait, how? Because at the end, we don't know who arrives at Devil May Cry. We don't know if it's Nero or if it's Dante. Are we going to wreck on the motorcycle and make it the van? <laughs> well, no, no. What I'm saying is, although that would be hilarious. Uh, no, what I'm saying is, is that at the end of Devil May Cry 2, we don't know. We just hear a motorcycle outside of the shop. Actually, Dom, you reminded me. They could actually expand upon the Guardians. Because, you know, she's a part of um, that thing, that um guild. Because um, they worked with Spyro to seal away Arcosacks. The V de Marley, I can't even say the name yeah, right. V de Marley. Yeah, uh, those guys, like, they, they definitely actually could spend upon those guys and you know, have Lucia be the main lead for whatever medium they chose to go with. Because I feel like um, they could be just as interesting as, you know, as anything else. Because they're also another group that's trying to mystery next to their order. Yeah, and they could also introduce some new uh, characters as well. Mm-hmm. And give us more context behind Monty here, because apparently she's a demon half-breed as well. Now you oh, make me want to yeah. see Sparta's little war, but they're helping him. That'd be, That'd be yes. radical. Could do a Devil May Cry uh, Chronicles. You know, get all these characters together. Hey, man. I could Actually, this would give story. us a chance to see Argos act in a way. Yeah. Yep. They help Sparta fuck him up, basically. And also explain why he's an um, amalgamation of different demons that were killed throughout, you know, your adventures like what's the reason behind it like <laughs> we need to know and soon as you'll be like i don't know we just threw some shit together and it became a ball yeah. of shit why is to spare the embodied uh hermaphrodite i, I want to bet that's supposed to be like a reference to adam and eve i would not be surprised probably oh you know be another thing if they redid dmc2 they could fix aria to make him not a stupid villain <laughs> Well, at least I, get rid of voice crack. <laughs> no, that, that, no, that has to stay. Look, look, if there's one thing that needs to stay in DMC2, uh, it's the king, yeah, here's your crown uh, line. And uh, also the, the end cutscene after you beat Despair the Embodied where, like, Dante disappears for a few seconds and then, like, headshots Despair the Embodied. That was a badass cutscene. And here's a fun fact, though. The music in the background is called Jackpot, so... Yeah, Jackpot wasn't Democrat too, so hold it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I think we're done with this question, correct? Unless we're yeah, in we're game, anything else said? I assume we are. All, all I will say is I, I think spinoff games of the DMC universe would be awesome. That's all I will say. No, I, I can't really think of any spinoff in particular that I want outside of the ones that's been listed. Look at that, man. He has a monkey underneath him. Okay. Damn, poor friend. 
All right. Then. Okay. Uh, number ten, correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Who, who was it? Who wants to read that one off? I'll read it. I haven't read a question in a while. Go right ahead. Uh, you said number number ten, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Devil May Cry 5 seems to have a lot of callbacks and references to the series' long history within the game's extended lore. Based on what has officially been shown off so far and discussed in public, what has been your favorite reference or callback so far? Oh, can I go first? Oh yeah, go right ahead, man. Yeah, it's two things. For starters, one was actually the since, um scissors. That that was probably my um, favorite one because um it was like out of left field. You don't expect that to happen in the trailer, right? But yeah. that or um just V's um demons like he's using enemies from Democrat one. But, uh yeah, I feel like those are my part of my favorite throwbacks. I um as far as enemies are concerned, I really like the hells coming back, and I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Brandon like the sin scissors returning. That that's that's really cool. Um, but as far as like lore extended lore stuff, I really like that Morrison made a comeback. Um, there is another anime character that is referenced, which I mentioned earlier, but that pertains to leaks, which I don't want to spoil. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see Morrison come back. And then also too, um, in Dante's office, you actually see that he kept the map from, um, from the yeah. island from two with yeah. the dagger. So, uh, and it's just hanging there in the, in the background in the office. So I really like those little like, atten- like nods and attention to detail for, of the game and i'm hoping we see like even more of that stuff in the in the coming uh months as well i, I like i like all of that and the cerberus callback from dmc3 how he you know the puppy joke hmm. come on puppy let's go the the callback in one of nero's taunts where he 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 uh, goes scum and he does he kind of puts out this like inflection pretty sure that's a callback too i think virgil uh that's so, horrible yeah, a yeah. lot of Nero's sayings and taunts, like the things he says, a lot of them are the same as Virgil. Like he says, "Be gone." Yeah, um, things yeah like that. All that is fantastic. from Devil May Cry Three. Most of the lines are from Three. Yeah, yeah, a lot I, of his battles really are like from that. Virgil. I also, I, I think, wasn't there kind of a all that? There's been a lot of callbacks in the trailers. I've been really, really enjoying. I'm sure by the time the game comes out, there, there will be more callbacks and trailers that we can fan, fanboy over. The Nero taunts is my favorite. The one, the for, um, slightly off topic though, but for Nero taunts, the one that caught me off guard was um his triple S taunt saying, "Okay, this may be fun." I'm like it, that took me by surprise. I'm like, wait, who says that line again? And then another no. Virgil line. Yeah, I'm like, uh, holy shit! No, but, but you know what Virgil doesn't say? Yeah, baby, make love to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like his best fucking dot in five. (laughs) Yo, they said they made him more. He's matured. I'm like, no, he's still a little punk. He hasn't hasn't changed. He's still a punk. Yeah, he's he's still Nero, the piece of shit that we all love. Kind of. On a side note, it's kind of uh, uh, or off topic. I should say it's kind of funny. Part of Nero becoming more accepted by people was the stupid reboot. As soon as people see um, that game, they were like, "All right, we'll, we'll take Nero." Wait, hold on, thought for a second. Um, is that a question actually? Um, and Doc, like how DMC influenced the series? Uh, yeah, I'm, that's why I'm asking. Is it? Is that a particular question? Because I'm glad you brought that up, James. No, no, no. 
Oh, I okay, guess yeah. we can make this little side tangent. Isn't it funny how people were eh with Nero until the reboot? Now all of a sudden they love him to death. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's, I was same thing. Like I, I don't like him. I didn't like him. And then when the reboot came, I'm like, you know, he's not too bad, but he still got room for improvement. It's amazing, you know, the saying like, you know, you know, enjoy what you got or whatever. You know, that, that's so much true. True when it comes to like Democrat Four and with DMC. Yeah. Well, and then we got DMC. Well, we, we're worst characters. When, when they give you a game at like 30 FPS and no lock on and a story about demons being affected by soda and slurm, then yeah, you're going to want that old DMC back. <laughs> oh, another thing. I like that Nero took reboot Dante's look and made it not look stupid. Like, Someone... Even his hair. Everything so... about him is... Don, like, don't take done correctly. Someone said he looks more like the scale bound guy Drew than emo. It's, it's just his hair, yeah. yeah but was... if you put them side by side, they almost look exactly alike hairstyle wise. You know, oh, actually, actually, you know God, the, the joke behind that is that, um, the scale bound guy and, um, found a new job, and people somebody posted a picture of DMC5 Daryl. <laughs> Something oh, think, somebody pointed out, if you look at uh, Nero's face, he actually is becoming, looking more and more like Virgil. And that's not, I thought I was seeing things, but no, his face is almost exactly like Virgil. If there's a, there was a side-by-side comparison, not to find it, but yeah, they are making him look more like his father, which I actually I, think is good. I think uh, two people took uh, DMC5 uh, Nero's hair and put it on Virgil just to show what it would look like if he did have short hair. He looks hair. almost like him. Yeah, and he looked almost identical. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. And it looks really, really good. The guy did an excellent job on that one. Um, yeah, uh, Nero's new design, I actually really like his new design. It helps separate him from Dante, which kind of like when I when I was originally getting into the series, it was like, yeah, that, that's the Dante guy. No, he wasn't. It's ironic that people are seeing that, but now the dude looks like Virgil, so I'm like, you know, the man can't win for losing. Man, but, uh, yeah. I told you. Yeah, see? Yeah, he does look him. Yeah, pe- people were, I remember people were comparing the Scalebound guy to Nero as well because of his arm. Yeah, he has a dragon arm versus the Delverbringer. Haha. Now we need a god hand to be in, in the mix of this. Oh, I found it. Sell it to Capcom, sell the IP, put it on PS4, and I'll I'll give you all of my money. There it is. <laughs> I found it. That's just the thing I saw earlier. Yeah, there was actually one before oh, that. Put other renders. Well, DMC4 render and um the one with Nero has two rows out. That's the one I thought you were talking about, not this one. This Wait, yeah, I did see this one though. earlier. Yeah, I did see this one earlier, and yeah, the semblance is kind of. Yeah, I would say the resemblance is kind of disturbing. Like, That's yeah. even worse, actually. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you see that kid? I took his arm. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Family yeah. bonding. Yeah, that's the one, Renegade. <laughs> that's the one. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Nero will be less of a bitch for it by the end. No, no, to no, make him a stronger too. man. Stronger man? He has no arm. <laughs> He, he I... failed no note November. Damn. That was his punishment. Okay. Um, we'll watch the number so 11 now. 
I, I can take number eleven. Uh, is there a devil arm that you could that you think could have been done better or improved upon? And I think I think this is a question dedicated towards uh, like DMC five, just based off of how we've seen like Cerberus make a comeback and how we've seen like uh, Sparta make a comeback, and they've been like overhauled. And same thing with like Kalina Ann. And... Do, do you mind if I start this yeah, one off? I genuinely this this is called back to what I mentioned earlier, but I know isn't like the Lucifer Rose probably going to be a taunt in? Yes, I, I would really like Lucifer to come back. And be improved on. I, I they could do more with that, and and I you could feel it in DMC four. Like when you use Lucifer, you could feel that more could be done there. And... You know what? I'm glad you say that because in my opinion, though, I think they should bring back the tentacle weapons from the previous games. Like for yes. example, bring back like Nightmare Beta from one. Like, well, we have much to do, so I'll, I'll slash that one. Uh, for three, bring back on like um, Artemis, Vaughn. Yeah. Bring back on. Um, oh, please bring back the Vaughn. Agni Ruja, you know, those weapons. And then for four, of course, um, bring back uh, uh, Lucifer. Lucifer. And I think, we should, I think they should definitely bring back, uh, yeah, Pandora and um, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, because I think they could definitely do something different with the whole concept of him shaking the earth and whatnot. Yeah, Gilgamesh is the very extremely uninteresting as a, a gauntlet weapon. Because it, it looks... supposed to have this metal motif, but it's just a crappy version of Beowulf at the end of the day. It looks uh, so cool, though, but I think they could, I think in 5, though, they could definitely do more of the execution. Yeah, the why problem, can I... Go ahead. I, I was going to say the problem with the weapons in 4 was that originally they were going to go for this concept that they're sort of applying to 5, where the weapons were all kind of part of Pandora, where uh, they were literally just one weapon. And when you switch, they, like, melted into each other and became that new weapon. Um, so that's why DMC5 we have like this new like uh, weapons switch system thing that they have going on where like Cavalier can split into like two saws instead of being a bike or um, you know Cerberus can become a bow staff instead of nunchucks or uh, things of that nature you know like and I think if they were to bring back something like Lucifer you know they could maybe look at like DMC2 with like the Majin form and how Dante had like the laser swords and just kind of have like a different type of weapon like that or like for um maybe gilgamesh you know uh different types of aerial attacks and uh a different fighting style compared to what balrog has same thing with like um beowulf if they decided to bring that weapon back or ifrit so there's a lot of potential to bring these weapons back and really work on uh what they're able to do and one thing I'd I'd like to see is even the weapons that haven't expanded upon expand on them some more, make make them bigger. I guess we're kind of seeing that. I think Red Queen's getting some new combos, stuff like that. Uh, no, I got the same combos. I thought I thought Nero was getting some new technical moves, like with Red Queen. That's what I was. No, talking most about. of them are still the same from four. The only thing that's particularly different is he has a dive kick now. Okay, well. I'd like to see more of our weapons expanded upon, even Rebellion. Yeah. Just yeah. some new things, instead of just recycling it from the other ones. That's the complaint I actually have so far about um, 5, is for like, the like, basic weapons like Rebellion and Red Queen, like, they're not that different from the 4 counterpart. So far. Yeah, so far. So it, it, is, it is admittedly kind of you know, pissing me off, because I think it's done so much more. 
Sparta doesn't look that much different either, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sparta needs to be expanded upon, and I wish they would do more with uh, Gilgamesh because where's all that awesome shit he was doing in the cutscene where he was like flipping in the air and kicking shit and doing yeah, backflips like off punch. stuff. Yeah, the one-inch punch. That's not in the move set. That would have been a lit move to have. Um, I would say for, like, uh... if you could charge that shit. <laughs> See, I would have said Cerberus, but they already super improved Cerberus. It's in a miles better than three. Not even funny. Um, I would say more Agni and Rudra. I love those weapons so much. They could do even more crazy shit. Like, I kind of wish... You know Agni and Rudra, the bosses? They have all yeah. those um, tornadoes and shit and the other projectiles. Like, I want that. Can I have that for Dante? Might as well give him all the boss attack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think, too, they could expand on the air combo potential for uh, Agni and Rudra. Because, like, you really don't have much to work with as far as, like, Swordmaster is concerned. I mean, granted, it does keep... It does keep you in the air longer, especially when you have rebellion in your loadout. You could just keep switching back and forth. Oh, um, Dom, you just hit me. You just hit me with an idea. I found something to steal from the, the reboot real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Vegan Boy's little fireball shot downward? Give that to Agni and Rudra. Oh, Drive? No. Oh, well, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah it's called Drive. shoots it down from the air. Give yeah, him drive. that and give him the... The um, what the hell is the slam move he does where he slams the sword in the ground? Uh, what, atomic or the one yeah. here? No, the the ground one. Where he, yeah, atomic. Give him that, but make give it to where he stabs both of them, and it makes like a fire explosion or something. That would be awesome. I uh, I was gonna say too, like you know how Virgil had like some of the aerial combos added to like um, uh, Force Edge. Yeah, mm -hmm. like air stingers, shit like that. Like, I I wouldn't mind if they did something like that for uh, Agni and Rudra, where they gave some aerial combos and just mm -hmm. added like directional shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, just give give us more like different aerial uh, like directional inputs, so that way there's like more to do in the air. It would be nice if he had a move where he could dash, kind of like uh, Caliber. Hmm. Well, uh, now you mentioned that though, since weapon mode switching is a thing though, they could just have like a mode for air or a mode for fire. Like oh fire shit, does. I didn't think about that. And what about the mode where you put them together and they're always together? Yeah, uh, that, that could work that. too. Yeah. Because Cerberus has three modes, so Agni and Rudra could technically have three modes as well if they wanted to do that too. That could be interesting since we've seen what they do when they're put together, but with the boss doing it. Mm -hmm. So it could work. It actually work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I'm agreeing with Nelton. Yeah, so there's a lot of potential for, for a weapon like that. Um, also, too, for firearms, and I, I don't mean to drag this uh, discussion out too long, but there are some firearms that they could expand upon, too, specifically the ones that are uh, devil-based, like the um, uh, Nightmare Beta or, like, Artemis and also Pandora. Especially Pandora because it has 666 forms. I feel For like me, Artemis definitely needs it because you know, you know, I'm um, in Democrat Three. You know, discuss the gunslinger move where you, you gotta hold down the button to do multiple lock-ons. That should be like an automatic, like an automatic charge thing. It should be on my default, not you holding the button. 
that's the thing that killed the joy for me for Artemis because I like what you can do, but I don't like. It no takes a year to get things going with it. Yeah, it takes too long. So I think that should be like an automatically charged thing, like kind of like well, you know, with Gunslinger in Five, where the guns are automatically charged. You don't have to hold the button now. Since you bring up Pandora before, kind Pandora kind of is the first weapon to have a mode switch, technically. Yeah, six hundred sixty-six forms, so you have quite a few things to work with. I'm just not sure what they would do with it, other than completely change what forms you're allowed to use for the next game. Oh, it doesn't have six guns either, so that's true. Yeah, that, that's why a lot of people thought uh, Cavalier at the time was going to be Pandora because of just the look of it. And the gold handlebars kind of were reminiscent to um, what Pandora would do because they would have like accents of gold. The thing is, though, that didn't make any sense because for starters, Cavalier is like a shiny, like a purplish hue to it. Pandora is blue. Yeah, but that that was at the time when people weren't really aware of the fact that, you know, Cavalier was its own thing. Uh, I think we're done with number 11 right on the Scassi. Anything else ahead? Yeah, uh, well, I think I cut off Ren. I didn't mean I cut him off. Uh, He's not here at the moment. So. Oh. Sorry, yeah, Ren. He had some demons to go and kill. <laughs> All right, who wants to take the pleasure of reading number 12? I'll do it. I got the right. balls for it. How do you feel about the character V since his gameplay has been demonstrated to the public with DMC5? Cite the things you liked and disliked of this gameplay. To add on to this, there's a lot of speculation with V from a lore perspective. Based on what you heard, what do you, or who do you think this mysterious man is? Also, do you find it hilarious that everything about V so far seems to be direct jab to the DMC reboot? Shoot. Okay, well, sorry. So, so far, I am loving V. I definitely do like his playstyle so far. I never thought I would like an edgy character this much, but it, it just it feels natural. Like, he's not forcing it. He just, like, be himself, basically. And, uh, yeah, what I dislike, though, uh, I can't say anything about dislike because Kakam hasn't given a full, full demonstration yet. But um, I hope, at least, that from a gameplay standpoint, he gets more familiars aside from the usual three. I feel like his gameplay potential is already untapped, given that um, he can do all this stuff. Mm, I think he will. Since, you know, we, like we've seen Dante, for example. Mm -hmm. We've seen not all of his weapons. We've seen some. So that same thing kind of applies, in my opinion, to V. We've seen some of his familiars, but not all of them. Yeah, but given the fact that he's a new beginner character, I, I highly doubt they would give him more than we already have still, but fingers crossed. And as far as um, see yeah, exactly. I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Brandon, because I actually kinda hope that they add more familiars and stuff like that. Because I don't think that just because you have a beginner friendly character that you should cut them off from the access of like new stuff to work with that was kind of my big problem with nero when i first played him was that yeah he's the beginner friendly character but what happened to having multiple devil arms and firearms and this is something that i've i've had a problem since dmc4 that i'm still kind of having a problem with uh, with him in five just because like you know i've been playing the series since one and you know when i was a beginner you know we at least got stuff like new swords and guns and stuff like that um yeah i think you're kind of making it a bit uh 
I like it when it's beginner friendly and gives beginners an entry point, but I agree with your opinion. It feels like maybe hopefully I I, I think I heard V is gonna be a pretty technical character though too. Mm. The creator oh. said he's the new easy character to play as. By yeah. the looks of it, yeah, he might be technical, but still you know, beginner friendly. Yeah. Nero's moved Nero's moved to intermediate in my opinion now. He's the middle character. It seems like Itsuno's really hell-bent on keeping weapon switching between Dante and Virgil and the, and maybe Lady and Trish. That seems to be the only character that's allowed to do it. Yeah, that's a good Some point. Some strange reason. I'm like, I feel like Nero should at least had a built-in switch between arms um, manually. Because I, I don't know. It's not that bad. You I mean, I'm not... fine with it. I get that was not that bad though, but I felt like the potential could be bigger. Like imagine you tossing out the uh the rocket arm and then you did a uh, Gerbera, the Gerbera um pedal ray in the air. I think I know it's you know I I'm assuming part of it is to keep him again keep him more different from Dante because they seem to be very hell bent on everybody not feeling like each other. That seems to be what they're going for. A little late for that in some cases, oh, but <laughs> so because I guess if they had the arm switching, it would just be style switching again, and I guess it's you know does not want that to be the case. Yeah, but I I think the the only problem with that though is that you could look at something like uh, Yakuza Zero, for example, uh, where uh, Kazuma and Majima they both have style switching, but they play very differently from each other. So, so I don't know. It, it just kind of seems like it's um. I don't want to say laziness, but kind of just um, underdeveloped, maybe. Yeah, you know, deprived. Really... I I disagree. Because the way I, the way it's been described is an adaptive style mm. or something, so you have to just adjust on the fly and deal with it. I can kind of get behind that to an extent because none none of the arms are shit. They all serve a purpose. You can use. They them. all have their own use. Right. Yeah, so it's not like he's gimp because uh, he can't pick which one he wants. Yeah, but that's what the pros have been calling it. It's more of an adaptive, uh, adaptive on the spot kind of style. The um, going back to V because this is a question dedicated to V. Um, yeah, you know if they if they're gonna have the um, like different familiars to summon, I assume that he's not gonna have be able to like just swap them like you would with a devil arm. I think you would just have to have it set. As is like probably a, divinity statue, divinity statue, yeah, or missions, uh, mission prep screen. As far as uh, things I don't like about him, by the way, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that much about him yet to say I don't like him. Also, yeah, I think, um, oh, go ahead. I just want to interject really quickly. I hope that whenever you defeat a boss, you can use him as a summon or maybe a move or something like that because. It'll bring that uh, satisfying feeling to bosses being defeated and you getting their powers in the DMC universe, and that would be pretty cool if they kept that. See, I mean, Dante already gets the bike, so why not V yeah. getting something for his own summons? I'm glad you brought that up because uh, in the initial trailer that we saw V in, he is actually on like one of the bosses that Nero fights. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice that until I actually like... Uh, slowed down the trailer and actually looked through some of the frames because I was just trying to get a better look at it. Oh, the chicken. Yeah, V is not on top of the chicken. He's not on top of the chicken. He's not? Because no. it's really hard to tell what that is. Yeah, it is something else. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah, it's something else, not V. 
Yeah, I thought I agreed with you, Dom, and then I watched it more and more. Like, wait, that actually isn't V. Looks yeah, like something it, encased in crystal. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like you you see it. It was it was such a hard frame to like actually like. See. Oh yeah, it was like so, two seconds. Yeah, it, it's very easy to miss, uh, and it, you know, for for what it is, it's um. If they did something like that though, where like maybe he had to actually uh, get help from like Nero or Dante to possess the boss, so that way he can use it for his DT as opposed to just nightmare, that would make uh, make sense mm, to me. I wonder how much help he's in need though, because he was already kicking Goliath's fucking ass with nightmare, <laughs> like goddamn having a kaiju battle over there. I think that's actually before Nero fights him, because if you look very closely to the um, furthest right, the Coliseum's not destroyed. Hmm. Uh, I so feel like that V fights on Goliath before Nero does. That's interesting that Goliath survived and then fights Nero. I wonder, well, we're going to have to wait and see how that pans out. Maybe yeah. V thought he was a waste of time. Might be right about it. Oh, go ahead. No, it's fine. But, uh, one thing I wanted to say is, one thing I've heard about V is that they're going to keep his health like really, really low. Like one or two hits from an enemy is like gonna put you in the like the danger zone really fast. So he's a lady. His lady and four can't take a hit for shit. Yeah, basically he's he's. Yeah, I was. I I think they mean like maybe he loses doesn't have like two full bars like the other two characters. I I got the impression that basically (laughs) how you're gonna have you're gonna have to play him both defensively and learn to use him offensively. Yeah, this is important. Yeah. And uh, I think that's actually kind of interesting. While he's going to be an easy character to play, I think it's going to be a more defensive type of stance you're going to be taking. Maybe they're yeah. trying to use uh, maybe they're trying to use balance because I mean you already have a giant kaiju <laughs> nightmare that comes out and destroys everything. They said nightmares invincible, by the way. Yeah, it was like you can't kill it. So how the hell are they going to balance the game? That's his deep. His DT, by the way, so once his meter goes away, my nightmare disappears. I mean, still, that is something useful to have on the battlefield, so I don't know. also said something important. Um, uh, the demons cannot, like, Griffin and Shadow cannot kill the enemies. V actually has to step in to finish them. To me, that that doesn't even make any sense, because demons can't kill other demons, but Blitz killed demons at DMC4? Come on now. I don't know. That's what they said. They said V has to step in. They said V has to step in to perform the finishing hit, whatever it's not, going to be. That's not the also. Um, that's not the, not the worst thing though. The um, Phantom and not Phantom. Um, Shadow and Griffin can actually take damage and be out of combat for a while if um, you don't do your um. They labeled it as their cores or something. They turn into cores. Maybe they mean like Shadow has the ball thing come out, so yeah. that's when he's out of commission. One thing uh, I think I think they kind of showed that in V's trailer, didn't they? Where like Griffin's like hit this guy or something like that and uses his cane. He like teleports over, like kind of like yeah, his... yeah. That's those are his finishing moves. All those yeah. teleporting attacks are his his finishers. Yeah, so probably gonna be something like that. Um, I want to point something out about the hair too. When he does do the DT, and they have confirmed this, by the way, his tattoos disappear. Yep. Um, yep. You can see it in the trailer as well. Also, too, like, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but his hair actually kind of, like, it kind of gets, like, this floaty effect. You know, like, it's flowing through, like, water or something like that. It's really weird. Um, 
I don't know, like the from what I've seen with V, he just kind of seems like they took everything about Dante and Virgin. Everything that, you know, at least idea-wise would have been interesting or, or work, could have worked well and just applied it to a whole new character and made a whole new style based around that um, and just made it a lot more likable. The only thing now is just to be able to actually test that out in gameplay, of course, but so far from, like, char- character portrayal and, like, the way that they have him set up uh, with these previews, he looks very interesting in my opinion i just don't like the whole familiars can't kill other enemies thing and you have to constantly uh teleport into them and see the kill cams over and over well in hindsight it's actually a good thing though because you know you cannot just stand back and spam your demons do all the work for you you actually gotta get in combat and get your hands dirty yeah, and but the I fact hope that demons can also be temporarily defeated means you'll all you'll, people still have to get in there. But the problem with that is you have to finish every demon the exact same way, and it could get repetitive. So I hope it doesn't. And there's like a lot of unique finishers or unique things that you can do when you're up close and personal. So that's my I've, only issue. I've seen at least six finishers so far. I think five or six different ones. I've seen the I one where he stabs. Different, right? The summoning canes is different because when he hits someone, it goes into the ground and it affects everyone. And I also heard that that move in particular, um, apparently you can choose to use it from DT as well. Huh. That'll be interesting. It's not uncommon because I believe Virgil could do that with the summon swords anyway. Oh, you mean oh that Virgil can okay yes. yeah that makes sense. yeah V needs DT to use summon canes yeah That's fine I kind of expected that that'd be OP otherwise ah he's he's kind of a wait and see character I mean I I think he'll be fun but I I just hope that um he's interesting to use and is not too convoluted for their own good yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. Uh, in that case, then let's go ahead and move on to the number 13. Wow, we're almost finished. Uh, <clears throat> no, I'll go ahead and read that one off. What DMC3 styles were introduced for Dante ever since that, um, sorry, ever since then, that has been a staple for him in the franchise. Um, is there a favorite and least favorite style you toy with throughout the series? Explain in detail. Well, I'll go first. My absolute favorite is definitely uh, Swordmaster because combo potential is fantastic. It's godly. But uh, my least favorite, uh, honestly, gotta go to Gunslinger because the yep. guns in three and four, wow, they're not terrible, but they're kind of underwhelming. And there's, there's a lack of like specialness to Gunslinger. Like all you do is do like an alternate type um shot. Like, I think they could like add in like maybe combo based attacks with the gunslinger. Like, like for example, you know all the gunslinger's base stuff is actually came from DC two. You got input um a certain command to execute a uh like shotgun combo as they call it in the game. So it'd be nice if they integrate like different types of combos for like the guns with gunslinger via like you know say triangle triangle press square or circle whatever gunslinger command would be and then you execute like a special combo with the gun i think that would oh. be pretty cool 
what 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 did I we're at number thirteen now, and you completely missed everything I said. Oh, sorry about that. I, I just came back. Um, if you don't mind me going next, go ahead. Uh, I will say I think one of my my favorite styles. Uh, I actually really like the idea of Quicksilver in DMC three. Um, I know it's not yeah. the absolute best style in the game, but I really like the idea of it. Uh, I mean, if you have super character, it is the best style in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, but I do think it, I, I just love the idea of it. I, I I hope we might see it come back at DMC five. I doubt it. It is. Nero has it now. Well, no, yeah, I mean, it's an arm for Nero. I mean, no, he means for Dante. Yeah, Dante. I to be honest, I doubt, I doubt it. it. I think Nero's owning that one now. But I I would like to see a comeback for Dante. I wish, but I know we probably won't. And I mean, Dante, least... technically speaking, could do it better because that's his magic. Exactly. Uh, least favorite style, I think, has to go. And I know this is this is somebody's going to crucify me for this one, but I think it's Royal Guard. For I me. knew it. Called it in my mind. It's, I, it's, it's technical style. I can understand why. I I I, I understand. I and I can use it. I just I can't use it well. In I three, don't... it's executed like it's overpowered as fuck. Yeah. If you know how to use it. In four, it sucks ass in my opinion. In five, it looks disgusting in a good way. <laughs> I think but by I, five they fixed it. I, I'm just not the biggest fan of it, and you know, Quicksilver's cool because it's basically the world from JoJo. Huh. Uh, I, as far as styles are concerned, um, uh, Swordmaster is my personal favorite style. Um, that's just because I I like doing all the different like, uh, bended moves and also having the ability to do extra moves in the air. Um, but I think like if they had to like bring any of the styles back from three or four um, because obviously Dante had one one extra style in four and two in uh, three uh, I would really want them to bring back Doppelganger and Quicksilver and expand on those granted if they do it I doubt it but those should be abilities that he shouldn't have technically lost per se uh, considering that this isn't like a devil arm where he could just get rid of it. He's just not using it in the game. That, well, partially because the developers aren't implementing the mechanics for them. Um, now you could argue, well, how would you swap in, into those styles? Would they, uh, would they just have it like uh, Dark Slayer, where you just double tap oh. on one style, or... Oh, the easy answer oh, is, no. like, choose what style you want for whatever directional yeah. input. Yeah. Which, which I think the, the latter option would definitely work well. Like, I, I could see people wanting to, like, maybe, if they're not too uh, good with, like, Royal Guard or maybe uh, Gunslinger, they might swap those out for, like, a Doppelganger or over. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It just... Uh, it, it, yeah, like, it's just something that I think would be nice to see make a comeback. Right, right. Uh, anybody else got anything else said? Um, favorite style? I obviously have to say Swordmaster. Least favorite, and I wish they would fix. Uh... I would have said Dark Slayer, but I really doubt Dante is ever going to hold Yamato again. I don't. I don't feel like it's it's stuck with Virgil forever now at this point, unless 
probably proves me wrong. We'll see. But that was kind of something interesting I, I wanted to see in Brute since, you know, he's copying his brother. I kind of wanted to see his own variations of how he uses Yamato. Maybe he has his own different moves with it. You know, um, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I feel like this should incorporate like a unique fifth style that allows you to use a, a another devil arm secondary, though. But of course, you don't have access to like Swordmaster moves for it. But you know, like in Democrat 4, if you pit on the Yamato, it's literally a second weapon on the um, on the style button. So I think that would be pretty cool to have that. Like, uh, you could equip a whatever devil arm for that particular style. And you mm-hmm. can use it tandem on something else, which is main base melee weapon. Then I kind of want to see Dante do more half-assed stuff from Virgil. Like I like that the extra detail in four. Like if Dante does, what is, I think his version is called Dimension Slash instead of Judgment Cut. Yeah, uh, he Dimension literally Slash is a it's like a giant Judgment Cut, but it's out of focus. It's much weaker. The only thing it has is a wider area. So, so it's it, not that it's weak per se. I think they could have done better implementing the mechanic because I feel it's like it's like that's for it sure. Have froze the enemy in place and then it blows up. The thing about it is that it's unrefined as shit and it's unconcentrated. So it shows like the, the gap of practice, I guess, between the two of them. Like whose mm-hmm. forte is where. So I like I yeah. like little details like that. I mean, you, you could kind of say the same thing with, like, Virgil using Force Edge. Like, kind of why his stinger is uh, has a shorter range than Dante, and why... Shorter range. It somehow does more damage, which I don't understand. <laughs> Concentration yeah. meter. You gotta remember that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, or, like, his million stab not not lasting as long as Dante's, things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think you, you know, you're... It's you're, fun uh, seeing them try each other's fighting styles, and they're, like, half half-baked for each other because it's not theirs. I yeah. I think pro players did want to see like characters um like using each other's weapons just to see like how they would use them. You know, not not necessarily having it be canon per se, but just to see like like what if this character uses this weapon, like how would they use it uh, differently <laughs> from the other. Imagine Dante with a rare queen. That'll be a doozy. He finally gets to rev the sword. He'd fucking break it. <laughs> He's too strong. He'll shatter the thing. Especially because it's a human-made weapon. Yeah. I don't think he could stand the uh, abuse Dante puts on Rebellion, for example. But it'd be yep. interesting to see him try, anyways. Indeed. Uh, I think we're good on this question, right? Let's go ahead and move to 14, because we only got a few more questions left on um, our document. Yep, number 14 wants to go for that. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead then. Oh, you can get it. Go ahead. Okay, well, what you hopes for Virgil's role? Keep in mind now, he's technically speaking, he's not confirmed, but we know it's in the game, but it's too late now. I already read the question. What are your hopes for Virgil's role in Democrat 5, given all the rumors, speculations, and leaks about the guy? Yeah, we, we know he's there, okay? No, no one's fooled yeah. by this shit. But, um, dead ass though. Okay, but there's though I had nothing to say about this topic because it, uh, most of my stuff comes from the leaks, and I'm not going to say leaks on 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 our on the podcast. Anything outside of that, you would say you put a guy in the fucking garage, grabs Nero's arm, and uses his arm as a Christmas ornament. <laughs> Get out with your name. Happy hey, holidays. Somebody, somebody actually did make a fan art of that. <laughs> um. 
I think it would be just kind of neat to see Virgil and Dante interact again. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my one and only hope, really. My my dream role, I guess, would be aside from whatever we know. Uh, for starters, uh, don't kill the motherfucker. I'm gonna be really mad if that happens. <laughs> um, I kind of want him to mentor Nero uh, for his demonic powers. He would be the best person out of anybody to teach him how to use his double trigger. That totally like, makes like more, sense. Like more effectively. That totally makes sense to consider it. No, fuck, I can't say it. All right, no, whatever. That's your horn. I. I would really like to see, you know, Virgil possibly, like, because uh, he's kind of already an anti-hero, he's not necessarily an antagonist, but I, I would kind of... He's, he's chaotic neutral. Yeah, like, I, I would basically want him to, like, become somebody that, like, um, ends up, like, joining Dante and Nero on their quest to hunt down demons, like, he... he he like forgoes his uh, quest for power and just um you know what to stick by by logic he should have a revelation to do what sparta does which is to protect humanity from demons which is what dante does so logically it should come to that depending on what happens but I, who knows well like and even too like i think like you know him being nero's dad like maybe he decides like oh well, shit, my son is half human, or, like, 75% human, you know, like, uh, maybe I should be a better father. <laughs> man, he's, man, man, he ain't gonna do that. He's gonna be like, you're a bigger scrub than my brother. He's uh, not doing a good job I, by ripping I, his arm off, so I'm just oh, letting that be you, known. You know what, though? You know what, though? I kind of want to see, like, a training montage similar to, like, Dragon Ball Z, where, like, uh, you know, Piccolo Piccolo and trains, Gohan. Gohan, yeah, like, it's just instead of Piccolo and Gohan, it's Virgil and Nero. <laughs> oh, good. He can have him try to dodge the summon swords and he'll impale him every time. Yeah. You you can't eat until you know how to dodge a fucking summon sword. Good luck with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. We're done here, right? Yeah, we're done. What if, wait, did Ren actually have anything or no? No, my answer is pretty much the same. Uh, have him as a mentor role and uh, don't kill him. Because from DMC1, that was a big problem from the very beginning. People implying, is he dead? Is he alive? Who knows? He just blew the fuck up. He if just, he dies he in this game, up. it would be severely wasted character potential. Virgil dies of a heart attack. <laughs> so, I think they won't do it because the fans will fucking flip their lip. I know I will. Dan will flip his lip in the recording studio. Look, Dan are look, Dan low key leaked that Virgil was alive. He's like he's the new ruler of heaven and hell or whatever he said. I find that funny he made all those jokes yet Virgil is we know we know he's alive. Mm. He predicted the future. Or he gave us a leak in a really funny way. He rubbed his crystal balls. Alright, uh, let's okay, move to the next right. question. How about, how about you read number 15, Ren? Uh, I can't. I have music outside. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, James, you want to read the next one, then? Sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on the breaker system for Nero and DMC5 and all the arms he's shown off so far? Uh, I think it's pretty hype, actually. It feels like a natural progression over the Devil Bringers, and now he has an absurd amount more options. 
Um, Gerber is probably my favorite so far because now he has basically an, an even stupider version of Trickster. He can't teleport. He can't teleport, but he is he apparently has infinite air dashing. No, he doesn't. He has three. Is it three? Mm-hmm. People keep telling me it's more, but maybe I'm crazy. What is he got? Far, punch, only... punch line? Yeah, punch line. That is pretty lit. Most of his arms are pretty cool. They're all useful in some manner. So I'm not so far I'm not complaining. I like what I see. Same. I, I, I'm just really, really happy at least Quicksilver's in some in it, but I I actually really kind of think the idea is somewhat it's nice. It's kinda of given Nero a form of style switching, even though you can't switch breakers. It's kinda of giving him some style. And you know, you I, I get the impression you're going to kind of have to plan your loadout accordingly. Yeah, that's all I heard people complain about with the demo is they can't switch the arms properly for some reason. Yeah. No, you can. You can't. You cannot manually switch them. Yeah. Without yeah, the, the only one that does that is yeah. the pasta breaker. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the same people, people are talking about. about. Yeah. I can't believe the pasta breaker is going to add a new layer of strategy. Yeah, but yeah, truth be told, you're kind of better off not using it because you can just break the arms, customize your loadout yourself, either in Nico's van or whatever other place. I think it's going to be something people complain about at first and then they just get used to it ASAP anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I already see viable strategies against, like, for example... Uh, I mean, if, if you know your loadout and you have a plan for a combo, it's not really that much of an issue then, is it? Exactly. Well, with some of the arms that you can find and pick up, throughout the areas like you could probably like like some of the demos had like three arms next to each other and there were like different arms each right so like you yeah. could probably pick up a different arm that you know you want to use in that order so yeah, yeah it'll add a layer strategy and then that'll be cool indeed uh i'll get my thoughts real quick so far, yeah, I am digging the double breaker system. It's definitely an improvement, though. It is strange that Nero went from having indestructible arm for, for the most part to having breakable arms, but you know, comes with um territory. So far, my favorite one is probably gonna be the um raw um rawhide, you know, the whip arm. Yeah, because it it feels like a natural second we secondary weapon for Nero at, at this point. But yeah. Uh, I can't wait to play with them because, you know, since I don't have an Xbox, I can't, you know, play the demo. Fucking Capcom. So <laughs> wait, wait till the next next month. Yeah, we gotta wait till January. Hopefully. Here no, they confirmed it. Oh, they did? Did they? Yeah, yeah. it's January. Okay, thank January you. January 7th is the the deadline for the Xbox exclusive demo. Well, I can't wait to play it on my PS4 Pro. Yep. Uh, numbers... So I can oh, do number 16. I, I didn't oh, yeah. go yet. I didn't go yet. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, I forgot you existed. I'm sorry. No, I forgot you saw. All right. So uh, <laughs> my favorite arm is obviously Tomboy. The one that just blows everything the fuck up and it makes the uh, exceed arm like a yeah, lot like, more stronger. And it overcharges the shit out of Red Queen. Yeah, that that's going to be probably one of the arms that does like a lot of friggin' damage. So I'm looking forward to see how that works. Actually, I didn't think about this, Ryan. You just made me remember something with Tomboy. Uh, with Red Crane being overcharged, it becomes a only two-handed weapon. Nero's yeah. no longer one-handed. Yep, it becomes... It has a new combo set of its own. Yeah, it changes attacks, too. I was like, oh, shit. It's actually a big deal. 
maybe it'll uh have extended movesets when you upgrade it who knows yeah that'd be cool but i guess we can move on to the next one now devil may cry hasn't been picture perfect with issues regarding the platforming mechanics and a very linear very linear narrative there's are there mechanics or problems that come to to your mind that should be refined for later entries uh, oh lord no boy. platforming no that kind of fixes the linearity in um some areas so that's one thing but the, i the, hope there's no platforming but there is oh you've seen grim grips they're back so uh, that means oh that's have right that again. it is but it looks like they simplified it i think they took some aspects from the reboot and just try to make it simple instead of super complex like god cube room um i as far as like the linear narrative i think they're gonna try to do this thing with like what re6 tried to do and that's to have multiple characters that have multiple stories take place at once at different points in time uh which seems to be the case because they they have uh alluded to the fact that v's story takes place first then dante's and then nero's last so um, I think it's just going to be one of those things where they're going to try to make it a lot more um, broad. And by broad, I mean in a sense where it it kind of jumps around and takes you in multiple twists and turns, which isn't something that Devil May Cry has really done before, per se. You know, actually, I think the platforming is going to be easier. Well, for starters, Nero's got Gerbera. Um... V can fly for a little bit with Griffin, and Dante can fly, too. Dante can fly in DT. And he is Dante Griffin, is so. Dante. <laughs> yeah. So I think actually platforming should be easier. The characters definitely feel more mobile now. Um, one thing I, I want to see refined personally, uh, it would be since we got three characters now, it'd be really nice if the enemies are built around each character. You, you, like each character that, that was a big problem with uh, 4 I personally oh yeah and I know this oh, is yeah. something that a lot of people feel but of course the enemies were tailored around Nero so now that we got three characters make the enemies unique you know give them yes. give, give them some uniqueness make please unique. I, please don't force feed me the same boss and he works for Dante but he's a pain in the ass to fight with Nero because yeah. that would get on my nerves yeah, I, I, that would be really cool. That's what they're doing, because even though the characters are fighting pretty much the same types of enemies, uh, I think what they did was try not to balance the enemies around one character and rather have them work around all of the characters. Because, the like you said, the problem with 4 was that the enemies were more catered towards Nero and really the only ones that uh, the only characters that work well against those enemies are Nero, Lady and Virgil um, Dante and Trish while you can still fight those enemies they just don't feel like they're tailored towards those enemies you can you can feel especially like with the Angelos in particular or uh, Blitz you can feel like they're tailored more towards uh, Nero especially but the Angelos they mm -hmm. just that's really anybody can fight them. Just literally go behind them and fight them. Yeah, but I'm I'm just talking the way that they are balanced. Like the way that they're balanced, they're they're made more for Nero. 
even though any, anyone can fight them, yeah, but the way that they feel like they feel like it's more effective I, to fight them with Nero. Than I feel like the more appropriate him. enemy you should set is um, Blitz, because that's definitely feel like I not for everybody. You did? I, okay. Actually, if you want to get super technical, you could say that the bosses kind of work better for Nero, whereas Dante, they take more work. Well, yeah, because Nero, if they get stunned, he can do busters, like special buster moves. Dante can do shit besides his regular move. Nope, you well, better... Unless you disord arm attacks with um, Gilgamesh, that's the best way to do, you know, ultimate damage. You you no better way. learn distorted DT fast. That's all I'm going to say. Because you're not going to get that same amount of damage if you just try to well, well on them regularly. Nope. As you clearly see in Devil May Cry 5, you know, if a Dante doesn't impact or does a royal release, it hurts. So <laughs> that um that gap in power is like you no know, no longer annoying, unlike in four. Although mm -hmm. Nero still is the best when it comes to dealing with a stunned boss, because in the demo, when I played it, I killed the boss at half health and one Buster throw. <laughs> that was the end of him. Yeah, uh, I think we're done with soccer, right? Everybody got their answers up? Yep. 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 All right, let's go to number 17. I'll read this one off. Who is your favorite and least favorite boss in the series? Favorite boss? Fucking Dante. Because he's, like, he makes, he's more dynamic than he's Virgil. terrifying. Yeah, Virgil is more linear with his movie. Dante is a little bit more, especially on higher difficulties, he's more unpredictable. He just does what he wants. At least favorite, uh, Trisigma or Trizia, whatever his name is from Democrat 2. Trisig Trismagia, I think his name is. Yeah, three-headed three three egg fuck from two. Yeah, I didn't like that fight. It wasn't well designed at all. All right. Uh, favorite boss? Yeah, I'm gonna say Credo. Because I could say Virgil, that'd be easy. But I'll say Credo is always fun. Um, least favorite would have to be. The first form of Argo Sax. That shit sucks. I'm sorry, the blob of bosses is not fun to fight. Yeah, he's Melee literally is highly discouraged. He's literally the uh, only boss that had that much health in the series. And you can only really shoot him. It's not like you can do combos and shit. You just get knocked away if you do it. Yep. So for me, it's actually going to be that stupid fish boss that Lucia has to fight in two. Least favorite or most hated in my opinion. Like Jesus Christ, that boss sucks ass. Like I'm surprised nobody said that. Um but yeah, hey, that too, fish boss is annoying. Too. Whatever the fuck. Like all the boss names are weird in uh DMC two. I think they're awesome light running. Um and then as far as favorite is concerned. Uh, I actually really enjoy Agni and Rudra from 3. Yeah, that fucking thing. Fuck yeah. that thing. <laughs> like... Uh, favorite boss? Dante? Least favorite? Nightmare. Nightmare sucks. Fucking gotta do everything to damage this thing, and then... Which one? All of, them. One, all of them. All the same fight. <laughs> all of them. They suck. Well, Nightmare 3 is even more annoying because you have like Trish trying to kill you. And then he has this thing where he has a suicide mode where after you finish his health bar off, he gets a little smidge left to try and kill you at the end. Oh my Fuck that on DMD, by the way. It's horrible. Indeed. Um, 
my favorite boss, I think, has to be Milo Angelo one, DMC one, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's the it's the epitome of DMC ones. Basically, get good, kind of like Virgil one and D- DMC three. <laughs> yeah. But uh, least favorite, I, I honestly, I, I know this is kind of a generic pick, but it's the best chopper from DMC two. It's not even because the boss is hard or anything. It's because it's just so boring and uninspired. You're just shooting the thing for like 17 hours until it dies. That's not a fun boss fight. Even its design is just boring. And then that's that's at least the fish has an okay design. You you know what the sad part is? Is that um, Shinobi on PS2 tried doing infested tanks and choppers and they didn't work well either in that game. It's a curse. They don't work well if they have a giant health bar. No, nope, that's nothing. Well, I just don't think the worst example of standing there spamming the melee button. I, I just I don't think action games are fun when you have to fight a, a tank or a helicopter. Like, what, what's so fun about fighting that? Like, you unless you're monster. riding. Yeah, unless you're riding. I was going to say well, that too. Yeah, but you don't. You know, in MGR, like. You're fighting up against like other fucking things while you're fighting the helicopter. MGR know? is the only exception because you can actually do shit and stun it and it'll respond to like your attacks. In this game, it's a giant tank. It it, <laughs> it literally does nothing for you. You just shoot it until it dies. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's not a not a fun fight. Say, I'll take number 18. All right, are there any suggestions you would make to newcomers of the franchise trying to get into DMC for the first time? Play them in order, don't don't do this bullshit where we go from one to three. Play two. I out on me. disagree. Um, did you tell order... Chaos that though? No, I, t- I told him to play in numerical order, and the only yeah, reason why I said that. Three. Yeah, that's what I said just now. Play them in order. Oh, I thought you no, said... I said don't skip two. Oh, I thought you said play them in chronological order. No, Man, you got no, shit. no. Yeah, okay. I, I thought I thought you said because if if you were talking about numeric like chronological, no, I'm, I'm just order, talking no. one, two, three, and yeah, four. Play, play them in numerical order. In that case, I take back what I said. I do agree with what you said. Yeah, um, because people do this thing. Like I know Chaos did it. I still gonna tell him that he should go back and play two anyway. Just to understand, like what people's problems are and how two evolved into three, or the things that two had, like the the wall running and all the platforming stuff, and Dante's movement kind of changes. It transitions into three and into better ideas. Yeah, it's an important part in the series, like weird evolution. Yeah, to and, and there's also too, and and I know Brandon will probably agree with this one. There's a lot of mechanics that they tried into that aren't ever going to come back, possibly, with like the amulet system, for example. That's something I do want to back at. Although, although we are getting Majin form to come back, so maybe something in the future for another character. What do they call it? I think it's the actual name. Uh, well, it's a leak, but um, it's not. It's a, it's a I, I, thing. I don't, I'm about to explain it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The the leak name is apparently Shin Devil Trigger, which means true, which makes sense because if you know Japanese, um, the Japanese shit, it means well, true. So, like, look at Kumo for example. Shin Okuma means true Kumo. What other well, other meaning behind it? 
Shin could also mean new. Shin has multiple, like a, a lot of multiple Japanese, meanings. Yeah, yeah. Japanese words have multiple meanings, but in the case of of this, it probably would mean true. Also means hard. Yeah, it it has a it has a lot of meanings, but um, yeah, that's just a, a thing that they could definitely do like. Um, I think my tip for newcomers is just to breathe. Like, I I had this problem when I started playing DMC three for the first time, and I got to Cerberus, and it was the fact that like, it's really your big first boss encounter. Well, outside of the one outside Dante's shop, but I I, I count Cerberus as the first true first boss, and just breathe. Like, learn from your mistakes if you die, and and just just breathe and calm down, all that because it can get really tense, very stressful. I can agree with that because this one thing that newcomers always do is they complain a little too much. Like, you know, the series is basically hard, and you know, as the series progresses, more catered towards the veterans, more so the new guys, minus maybe a character or two. But you gotta, like, you know, take your time as you learn the game. Don't rush through it because you eventually you will get stuck and get your ass kicked. You know, that's the nature of it. Also, for people who brute force DMC, um, they tend to forget that there's a lot of exploring. So they miss out on like orbs and items and shit like that. So pay attention to your surroundings and stuff like that, because you might miss something. Yeah, and also, um, okay. there's one more other thing. Don't just rely on guns. There's DMC two, where it's guns only and you can fuck shit up with that. But when three comes about, you're going to want to rely on more than just guns. And actually yeah, learn the uh, combos rather than just spamming triangle triangle all the time. That will eventually want to get you that far. Oh, I was gonna yeah, say that too. Yeah, do not don't play this game like a fucking button masher because you're you're basically missing the entire point of the series. Pause combos, mid combo switches. So those are very handy, juggle. especially in three. Yeah, juggling. Uh, and and then two like beginners aren't probably gonna pick up on this the first time around, but like. Uh, what is a jump canceling is definitely something that you could pick up on and once you once you get that you can start like learning more it's i i would say i would say after your first playthrough then you should probably learn stuff like jump canceling because that's more for advanced people where they fuck with their controller and change the buttons about so they can do it easier uh but I say, like, yeah, once you really master the mechanics, then you can go and learn the more advanced techniques. Yeah. I think uh, also, too, with, um, like, any other tips as far as that's concerned, like, play around with the styles. Um, like, two, one and two won't have them, but three definitely will uh, be that first game where uh, you get introduced to styles. So see what you like but don't necessarily stick with just the one style because all the styles have their uh perks and disadvantages yeah it's okay also that you should try other stuff i know you have sword master max i'm like you probably like trickster as well well royal guards like cool yeah you got some balls if you're new to try that royal guard is like in dmc3 is really hard to master that's like you, you gotta actually, be prepared. no it's actually easy in DMC three, yeah, it's four where they made it harder. The thing I... in three is if you get a few blocks, the meter's already maxed out for release. 
and you mm. do an ass load of damage. Like it's uh, three's um, royal guard is actually horrendously broken. So you, if you know what you're doing, it's stack damage like that. Yeah, but is yeah, it real, isn't real the guard, like so. quote for royal guard? And I don't mean to cut you off, Dom, but isn't the quote for royal guard is good if you know how to use it? They said yes. they said it's good for advanced players. Yeah, uh, and. In Forest case, the reason why it's harder because the yeah, you build up more meter and the payoff is not as big as it was in Democrat 3. Yeah, yeah. 3, you blast like almost half a health bar off on normal mode. It's retarded. And other enemies will just get killed instantly. Yeah, I do nah, remember that's that much. Not, that's not just releasing. That's standard releasing. If you do um, Royal release, like, yeah, it's GG's. And then as far as I'm worried too, like the um, Gunslinger was also overpowered in 3, but got nerfed in 4. If I'm not uh, mistaken. I wouldn't say it was overpowered, but no. More, I would say it's more useful in three and four. It's kind of, eh. It's very situational. Very, yeah, very situational. Although five seems to have severely rectified that. Thank God for automatic charging now. Amen. Thank God. Ramen. Same thing with Nero. Nero doesn't have to charge anymore either. You hold the button just to load the bullets and you don't have to hold down it anymore. That was yeah. probably one of my biggest problems with him. Like, like his charge shot is part of his game strat, but it's such a pain to hold the button the whole time. Yeah, oh. it's DMC four and like even DMC three. It's a lot of charge mechanics that a lot of people really complain about that I kind of understand because someone doesn't want to hold a dedicated attack button then they might lose their charge then you want to continue the combo so people just say fuck it and change their buttons around especially when you have to hold lock on most of the game you know too dmc's credit though you know drive that's probably the best way to implement drive because it's instant charge rather than sitting down waiting mm. have we seen dante's yet uh no oh, always probably doesn't have it the, uh, the only other tip that I would have to give is um, also play around with different weapons. Don't just stick with uh, with two things. I, oh, I, I get having I get having favorites to play around with, and don't get me wrong, I've done that myself, but definitely mix it up too. Yeah, I can agree with all that. So, are we ready to move on to the last question? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. He's going to read that. Uh, I'll do it. Go ahead. All right. So simple question. Favorite and least favorite game of the OG DMC saga. Uh, very easy question for me. Favorite is DMC three. Least favorite is DMC two. Very simple. Um, least favorite DMC one. I know some people are going to be shocked by that. Most. Favorite four. I have to say four. Even though I like the story in three more. Mm. Uh, my favorite, obviously three. Like four is good enough, but it has too many balancing issues. Like it, it's just that mess of a game there's a thousand. My least favorite, uh is a toss up between one and two. Not because I don't like those games, because uh different reasons. Like one's better than the other for two different reasons, so I guess I put them in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, for, oh, you go ahead. For me, it's um, my least favorite would actually be four. 
Um, and again, kind kind of similar reason to what Brandon was saying, where it's not because it's uh, like I think it's a bad game or anything. I, I actually do really like four. Uh, it's just a thing of like how it was released and how it was set up as a game itself. Like you know, you're you're forced to play one character that you know uh, you're not necessarily wanting to play initially. Uh, you are lacking in a lot of aspects compared to like Dante and stuff like that, and uh, just various other reasons. But I don't think that four is a bad game at all. Um, but most favored definitely would have to be three SE, just because it is the game that really set the bar for the franchise. And um, to date, I think that is the game that I've played the most across all of the platforms that I own Devil May Cry on. Uh, for me. I think my favorite game is actually uh, DMC4. While I guess sort of unfinished, uh, I just love it. I, I genuinely love the gameplay. I love playing Nero. I, I especially love Special Edition Lady, Trish, Virgil. I love all of that. Uh, least favorite, even though it has my favorite music, is DMC1. Uh, I, I'm excluding DMC2 for my list just to make it harder for myself. But uh, I I love the music in one. I love a lot of things about one. I love the atmosphere. It's just it's just eh. it's not a well aged game. Yeah, that's and the, the difficulty way. is gar- garbage in my opinion. If somebody had to platinum it twice, yeah, the difficulty is answer. Yeah, DMC yeah. one is fucking hard, man. See, you guys never had to play it on PS two. I PS2 did actually. They- well, I know, but I'm I'm talking about like James, like like on the PS2 version, you had the fucked up control scheme. Yeah, I know the controls are like fucking ass backwards for no reason. Yeah, like the controls were worse on PS2, so the HD you also got to remember. I mean, even still, ugh. you also got to remember it's the first game in the franchise, so controls weren't set in stone. Yeah, like, no, it's not even the controls. I'm just talking about like DMD is just god awful, unbalanced garbage, and it's not enjoyable. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean I I get where you're coming from. I just think like for me one isn't as 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 bad just because like I remember the control scheme from like back on the PS2 version. So like if I had to pick a version of DMC1, it would have to be the HD version at this point. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. You know. So but I do get where you're coming from, at least from a balancing perspective. I don't mind it on normal, but like DMD is where I'm like, no, this, this game is shit to that point. I'm sorry. That's where I fall apart. Especially because of, uh, as a side tangent, because of um, like DT, the enemy's DT, for example, is stupid. They become almost invincible. It's absurd how long it takes to kill like one marionette that's been buffed up. Oh, God. It, it takes like six infernos. It's retarded. Yeah. But that's my side rant over. Anyway, I think, did we all go or did somebody else need to go? I think Um, everybody answered. Yeah, I think everybody's good to go. Yeah. Okay, so. Brandon and Dom, you want to close us out? Well, hold on. Um, I got one question, though. Do you think this feature is bright for Devil May Cry or do you think 5 should be like a, at least a good closure for now until maybe another 5 years from now? I mean, oh, a, a lot of people are impl- a lot of people are implying this is it for the Sons of Sparta arc, 
so maybe they want to do something new next time around or maybe they could do something that's like a spinoff that we mentioned earlier or maybe you know dmc zero or dmc2 remake or dmc1 remake we don't know uh i i do want them to keep doing more dmc games i i think capcom should already know that since dmc4 se sold like really well and that so many people are hyped about this game that it shouldn't be just a dormant franchise anymore uh so it should definitely get more attention and i think the only way to do that is to keep making more entries that will appease the fans i don't know what asuno is going to do because supposedly he might step down and let other people do dmc but as long as he finds talent that's all i really care about is the quality of the games i think um when it when it comes to like what they should do after five like because like you said it's the the supposed end of the sons of sparta arc i don't think it's like the end for the series, series in general yeah yeah like, D&D just won't be the, the topic anymore yeah like i think i think people kind of misconstrue that from like oh it's going to be the last game in the series and i really doubt that especially given how well the series has been doing with some of the re-releases and stuff like that and how well uh five pre-orders have been going uh well, a lot of people have been pre-ordering that game especially with like and considering the insanely high budget the game has like it has yeah jesus christ one thing one thing, one thing i will say is one thing hmm. in the marketing heavily is the whole devil may cry is back like, yeah like again if they were if this was going to be the end i think they'd be marketing it they would have yeah they would have said said something about it yeah i think i think with that being said though uh what they can do because i don't want it to be a case of like you know we waited x amount of years you know because we waited 10 years for this yeah like because i think we waited five five something years and then we had like the announcement for the reboot you know or whatever however many years it was uh, it will keep the game came out 2008 and dmc was announced in 2010 so wait didn't the reboot release in 2013 though? 2013 yeah yeah. So. yeah it was announced in 2010 so yeah so i don't i don't want it to be a case where it's like hey we gotta wait five years for you know the game to get announced and then actually released i would rather it be like you know maybe we get some of those spin-offs to hold us over uh while we wait for the mainline entry you know yeah, I was going to say, I think depending on how five's ending is, like the what the story goes through next, I think the next thing to do to fill in the gaps would be let's remake or either they do Z- DMC zero or they start remaking one, two, and three. Yeah, and, and they don't necessarily need to have it sooner for the remakes per se, because it's just like all they would have to do is just copy some mechanics over and uh, maybe a few assets here and there. Because some of the enemies are just uh, redesigned uh, from one and three. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got our thoughts on that. We're good. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think we've. I think this is one of our longer podcasts, even though we said we should. We should try to an hour. My ass. This thing's almost three hours. Almost Help three hours. Help the holding. I, I, I told you, James. I, told, <laughs> I knew it. That would make cry. We we ain't gonna talk about this for like an hour. I hate you. <laughs> they promised me pizza. They've been holding me here for three hours almost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, maybe uh, maybe it'll go with the strawberry sundae and some red wine. 
I'm really concerned now. No, no, no. Those are uh, that's Dante's favorite food is pizza, strawberry sundaes, it, and he likes to drink red wine. Oh, oh, I know, but that you know the way the way you were saying that, you know, it's kind of dirty. In, yeah. in the podcast before Don like slips on a roofie or something. <laughs> hey, no, no, Dom no, no, see, 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 Martin might do some shit like that. Uh, okay, no, okay, 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 okay. Uh, um, Harold, give us your outro. Uh, hi. I mean, bye. My name, my name was Harold Finch. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Cool Manus. You can also find me on YouTube under the same name. I like how he says uh, my name was. <laughs> my name was. <laughs> you don't know what uh, happens after the recording stuff. Mr. Renny Gasek with the flu, and uh, give us your outro. Uh, you can find me on X videos at demonfucksyourmom.com no, uh, you can find me on twitter at renegadeoperative uh, underscore you can find me on youtube at renegadeoperative I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do for Christmas stuff but I'll find something out uh devil okay. hunter james why did you say it like that though <laughs> get out <laughs> anyway you can find me on twitter at Dev hunter james and that's about it. And Dom. Um, Hold up. There's some gay accusations going on in the chat. Uh, Dom, outro. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, so you can find Renegade Operative on pullmydoubletrigger.com. That's where all of his gay porn goes. Man, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, oh, my what? lord. Yeah, uh, my name is BioDevil Dom, BioDevil underscore Dom. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and on very rare occasions on Twitch. Uh, I, w- I might be doing a trailer breakdown, but I don't know if I'll upload it uh, soon or not for the V trailer, because there was some extra stuff about that. Uh, but that being said, uh, this has been one hell of a party. Hey, uh, and you can find me, your beautiful black sub-holiday host, on Twitter at Immortal Brando. And on one final note, to go back on Evo and Sparta, as um, Harold said, like, Evo probably used bait. I'm willing to bet she probably rub her honey on her chest just to get Sparta on um, the come in. <laughs> this nigga ain't a bait. <laughs> Look, 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 I'm just saying that she's gonna be like Chi Chi and just be like, fuck me in this form. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. I, I don't know these niggas. I'm a, I'm a one time guest around also, here. None of these niggas know me. Yeah, look, look, look. Roaches like sweet things a lot, so honey is sweet. <laughs> Put two two together. <laughs> look, I'm I'm just saying, like if this was Dragon Ball, I'd, I'm willing to bet Chi Chi's like, fuck me in your Super Saiyan form. <laughs> Uh, he has more than one phallic okay. I, I don't know these people. I guess you could say I guess you could say Sparta's gonna use uh you know force his edge. Huh? I don't I don't know <laughs> these niggas. I, I'm out. I don't know these. Sparta's gonna reveal his Sparta true form. I don't even like these niggas. <laughs> I don't even wow. know these niggas. Wow, you, you gonna do that to me like this? See that? There's Were a leave you? call button. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, thank you all for watching. Let's end the recording now, please. Alright. So we're gonna sign off people. Uh hopefully you have a Merry Christmas and we will see you next time. Happy and holidays. And the last thing they hear before Christmas. I Sparta. eat people. Sparta.